What's up, guys, and welcome in to the Highly Disputed Sports Podcast. Today was going to be kind of a different podcast. Andrew was not going to be present. Uh, I was going to be joined by just Josh here. You guys remember him from a couple weeks ago. I'm back. Thank you for letting me come back. He is back. Um, Andrew, he's go- he's fighting. You know, he's playing hurt right now. It's my MJ flu game. Yeah, this is your flu game. I think this is like your third flu game, though. Yeah. Um, but then the NFL happened today. The it just never dies. It is it's nonstop, twenty four seven, three sixty five. So he decided that he was going to play hurt and he was going to power through this one. So we're glad to have Andrew with us today. If you just randomly hear a twelve year old boy. This podcast, it's, it's me. And if you're the first, if you're listening for the first time and you hear my voice like this, I'm just, I'm very sorry. Just go and listen to either past episodes or just wait till next week when, when we release another one so you can hear how I actually sound because this is terrible. Hearing it in the mic sounds way worse than now. I'm just hearing it when I'm walking around every day. It's terrible. I'm very sorry. I really wish that you didn't say the 12 year old boy thing. Why? It just sounds weird so, now. Yeah. Why is it weird? It made it weird. We're in a, it it sounds like I haven't hit puberty yet. I, I mean, are we sure you have hit puberty? I, to yeah. be honest, I don't Who know. Knows? All right. Where do you guys want to start? Because there's a lot of news to go through here. We were, we are going to do MLB lockout um, in this show, and that is specifically why Josh is here, because he is the man when it comes to the MLB. But we're going to start with the NFL, because the shield is what matters most, and I mean, where you guys want to go? I mean, the Shield knew we we're going to do a, some baseball talk today, and they just couldn't handle that idea. So they made sure he came up with some great news. And I called up the NFL and said, hey, baseball is no go. Like, I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to listen to it. They're attention whores. Like, the yeah. NFL is an attention whore. It's like that girlfriend that you have that, like, she's got to be up your ass every seven seconds. And you're like, can I just fucking watch the game? And she's like, but I want to watch The Bachelor and hug. And, you know, that's... It- God, didn't a basketball player just say that? Kyrie said it about the Celtics. Don't, don't, don't even get me. Listen, how's, how'd Kyrie take that loss on Sunday? No, I'm just, I'm just, All right, don't bring him into this. You know how much I don't want to talk about him. I'm just comparing. He said it after Fucking the flat earther. Kyrie sucks chance came out in Boston. That's right, day. he does. He sucks. He had a terrible game. It was, that was a bad game for him. 19 points. <laughs> you lost money on that. I did. I feel so sorry for you. You sent me that, and I'm like, oh, my God, 20 and a half. That's all he needs, and he missed it by a point and a half. That's that's really shitty. All right, let's go to Aaron Rodgers first, because this has been over a year-long saga now, and it basically got resolved. So Aaron Rodgers, like, what, three hours ago, four hours ago? It, it, the, the official deal has not come out. They're projecting that it's four years, $200 million, but... He posted on his Twitter and I think on his Instagram that that's, that number is not accurate. Um, but he's going to stay with the Packers. It's a cap-friendly deal. It, yeah. It's to help his team. He's being a team player, I guess you could call him, for this extension to try to keep the team best as possible for them to win a potential Super Bowl. For what, one year, max? I mean, I think Jones is gone next year. Yeah, A.J. Dillon is pretty good. Jo- Jones is on a four-year deal, I think. Yeah, he just signed a four-year deal last year, so they should have him. But, I mean, their offensive lines, you know, they're probably going to lose Bakhtiari, I would imagine. Um, I don't know. He's pretty pumped that Rodgers is there. Yeah. Maybe Rodgers being locked in for three more years after this year is kind of outside a three-year contract for $150 million. But, I mean, if the Jaguars come and throw no, ungodly money at Bakhtiari, is he really going to stay? So, I mean, playing in Jacksonville, you know, weather's kind of nice. I mean, it's better than Green Bay. Um I just I think that getting this deal done 
was a big deal because I think he looked at the landscape in the NFC and was like, well, shit, I don't want to go to the AFC. The AFC's loaded at quarterback. The NFC, who's he competing against? Okay, he's got to beat the Rams. Yeah, they're, they're good. Other than the Rams, with Brady being gone, are there any other teams that are actually a threat to the Packers unless the Niners figure their quarterback situation out? Anybody can answer that at any time. Well, the NFC South is a shithole. It's the worst, worst division in the league now, so that's out of the table. What if Deshaun Watson goes to the NFC? That changes things. I think... I think <sighs> See, depends Carolina on the team. No. I think even with Deshaun Watson, Carolina Panthers aren't a contender. What if Jimmy G goes to the Saints? No, no they're losing I, too much. Not without Sean Payton. I, I think Sean Payton is such a big deal. And and I like Jimmy G, but I don't think he's good enough to to carry the Saints team. I think that Niners team is just so much better. Cowboys and frauds, so no matter what happens. Philadelphia maybe if Hurts takes another big step no, forward. I mean there's two teams in the NFC now. It's it's the Packers and the Rams. And maybe the Cardinals, but I mean, I know that you're gonna say Dallas is a bunch of frauds, but Dallas is still ridiculously talented. And I still believe in Dak Prescott. I think their coaching is what is going to hold them back, evidently. So I, 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 I think it was a good move on, on Aaron Rodgers' part. Like, if he goes to Denver, and we're going to talk about Denver, you're playing in the toughest division in football other than the NFC West. Like, that's the toughest division in football. It's I think it's close. the toughest now. Yeah, well, now, yeah. I, well, I think it even if, well, obviously, if Aaron Rodgers was there, it would have been the toughest as well. Like, you going there, isn't, you make it the toughest division in football. Right. But could Rodgers have taken less money for a better chance at the Super Bowl? Or in the career, he's like, you know what? I want all the money I can get. I'm done. That's a lot of money to give somebody. No matter how we, how you restructure it, $50 million a year on your cap space, it's a lot of money. Yeah, I mean, the problem with these contracts is, like, you see them originally, and you're like, wow, that's a lot of money. But then the NFL, every year, the guy restructures. Like, Dak Prescott's already going to restructure his deal. So... Yeah, the number looks big right now, and it's going to be big for this season. I'm assuming it's going to be a big signing bonus. Did he take more? Could he, could he have given back? Could he have done the Tom Brady thing where I take less money? Yeah, he could have. But at the same time, you know what? We haven't won anything, and you guys did draft Jordan Love in the first round. Because now, so I was, I've defended the Packers on the Jordan Love thing. I no longer defend the Packers on the Jordan Love thing. Like, why the fuck would you draft Jordan Love and then turn around It's the most expensive draft pick ever made. It's it's the worst first-round draft pick ever made, I think. I mean, fine. No, not the worst, but it's one of the most confusing. It's like, well, you drafted him to be the Aaron Rodgers to what Brett Favre was. What Brett Favre was. That was a plan. It didn't work out. Yeah. So they got stuck in position. Okay, here I am with Rodgers. I got to pay him now. So, you know, one good year we've had all together, one Super Bowl. I'm stuck with Jordan Love and being mediocre for who knows how long. So Rodgers put him in position, pay me, or suck. And they decided to pay him. No, I think paying Rodgers was the better deal here, but hindsight being what it is, everybody was right about, you're, why did you draft Jordan Love? Like, well, yeah, and then I think the other problem now is the value on Love is going to go down because the Packers kind of have to trade him. They're not going to re-sign him. You know, he's, his number is going to be too high because he's a first-round pick, and they don't even know what he is. So the value on him just went from, I mean, could you have gotten a second-round pick for Jordan Love? 
three months ago? I, I mean, J- so. Jimmy G played like 40 snaps in the NFL, and they got a second-round pick for him. And his value was actually a first because Cleveland offered two firsts. But Bill didn't want to send him to Cleveland. What, like, was his value at least a second three to five months ago? I, I think it had to have been at least a second. He's still a quarterback. With yeah, He's been bad. Like, We've barely seen him. We saw him in one game. It was terrible. Okay, but we saw him in a Sunday night game at Arrowhead. Like, that is the worst possible time you could throw a, a first-time start into your career. Like, na- name a worse place to start your career off. I mean, it depends on... The Superdome like, when the Saints were winning 13 games a year? I think it depends on, like, you're looking at the teams that need quarterbacks. So, I mean, let's, let's look at the Pittsburgh Steelers. Would you rather take... Would you rather pay a second-round pick for Jordan Love or take a quarterback in the second round? Quarterback. I agree. I would rather you Jordan trade Lowe's the second round. He can't do anything. I would rather trade the second round pick for Jordan Love than take one of these guys. Dude, Jordan Love has been bad. Yeah. I, I get we saw him in one game and it was not a good matchup, but it was bad. There's a reason that, like, because honestly, if the Packers thought they had something in Jordan Love, you really think they're paying Aaron Rodgers two hundred million dollars? It's Aaron Rodgers. I understand. Hey, hold on a minute. Wait a minute. We all agree that Jimmy G is a good quarterback, right? Right, but they're ready to move on from Jimmy G based on his practices. Right, but with no, no, no. I'm talking right about there. I'm talking about before. I'm I'm comparing the Jimmy G Tom Brady situation to the Aaron Rodgers Jordan Love situation. Yeah, but Jimmy Everybody, G was heads over here is so much better than Love has ever been. That's true. He also couldn't stay healthy though, and Bill took him in the second round. That was the highest Bill had ever drafted a quarterback. They made the decision we're picking t- we're taking Tom Brady for the next three years because we think we can win a Super Bowl with him, or the next two years, whatever it ended up being, we can win a Super Bowl with him sooner than we can win a Super Bowl with Jordan Love. And they did that, and it worked out. You're not going to... If you have a chance to keep Aaron Rodgers, you're going to keep him if that's where he wants to be because you have a chance to win a Super Bowl with him right now. If you win a Super Bowl, everything... Do you, though? But up to that point, they've had terrible backups in Green Bay. So it's, it's the NFL. Well, any that's moment, fair. Anybody can go down that year. Jordan, I mean, Love looked really good at UCLA. Everybody was high on him. So, you know. Like, and I, I don't mean the do you, though, as like the Packers are bad because obviously they're Super Bowl contenders, but. They're the favorite in the NFC, in my opinion. Like, they're, they franchise tag Devontae Adams. They're the, they're the favorite in the NFC. Name, other than the Rams, who I predict they're probably going to have a Super Bowl hangover and they play in a tough division. Name me the team that's competing with Green Bay. They're going to win 13 games, like, no problem. You win seven alone just playing NFC North. Yeah, right. Like, you get to play the Lions twice, the Bears twice, they'll split with the Vikings. That, that's five wins, you know? They're going to win 13 games. They're going to be the one seed. They're going to be the favorites again. Okay, so what the difference over the span of a year is Tom Brady leaving? And, I mean, we can't even say Russell Wilson going to the Broncos because what, what did the Seahawks do in the playoffs last year? Oh, wait, they didn't make the playoffs. What have the Seahawks ever done for the Packers? They, they've really never been a problem for Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. Wait, wait, wait a minute. 2014, Green Bay is up 18 points. Sorry, we're going back game. eight years. I was talking, I said recently. Well, C- Seattle hasn't been a problem. So, they uh, haven't, so all, oh, wait, wait, they haven't even played each other. Like, So the only thing that changes for the Packers to now be the favorite to win the NFC is Tom Brady leaving? How many years has he been the quote-unquote favorite, though? Only one Super Bowl. I, no, I get that. 
Like they lost okay, to the Niners this year. They lost I, to the, I, the Broncos or the Buccaneers two years ago. Okay, I get the I get the point you're making, but I'm taking we're taking this in a vacuum. Like last year at this point, you can't say, Oh, well, he lost to the Niners last year. He's for sure gonna lose to the Niners this year. Can't say that. Like in a vacuum, the Packers are the favorites. They have the best quarterback in the NFL. They have the best receiver in football. Their defense is pretty respectable. They have a top six offensive line. They need to help. They need help on their special teams. They always draft well. Like say what you want about the Jordan Love pick. The Packers have drafted pretty well over the last ten years. They've they've had some good drafts. So, in a vacuum, in a vacuum, they're the favorite in the NFC. In a one They've game, been favorited for like six years. Okay, it's the Super Bowl. It's the hardest thing to win, other than the World Series. It, you don't always win. You, it, you get one game. It's not like you get a series. You get one game. Sometimes you come up short. So you can't just say, let me save $50 million a year and a franchise tag on Devontae Adams. And for what? Go for Jordan Love. For and what? Try to just, you, so, ju- you just said 30 seconds ago that Jordan Love is terrible. Yeah. So, but, like, so, okay. Oh, well, let's just get rid of Aaron Rodgers. No, we yeah, won't my, pay but him. I'm, but my argument was. And we'll be stuck in quarterback purgatory for but like My argument years. was Jordan Love not being worth a second round pick is I think the Packers would say if Jordan Love was good, why wouldn't we go for him? I'm not saying the smarter move was signing Aaron Rodgers, but your argument was, is Jordan Love not worth the second-round pick? And my argument was no. Like, obviously, it's a smart decision for the Packers to sign Aaron Rodgers, but in the sense of now teams are going to, we're going to cough up a second-round pick? No, I'm saying, I'm saying they're not now. Yesterday, though. I don't think he was worth the second-round pick yesterday. I said like three months ago. Don't think he was worth the second round pick three months ago. You don't think that there was some team that was terrible nope. that wouldn't give up a okay. fourth, I mean, fifth, maybe. Okay, fine. Not a second, a third. My no. God, what look at what third? Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz was the bottom feeder of the league. He got traded for a first and a third. Court, teams are desperate but for quarterbacks. Carson Wentz has shown a lot more than Jordan Love has ever shown. I'm not saying uh, that's also a bad thing. Jordan Love. Jordan Love's had one game. It was a bad scenario. He got thrown into a fire last minute. His coach was drastically unpre- underprepared for that game, and he got thrown into a fire. The Packers wouldn't have panicked as much if Jordan Love was worth anything. If Jordan Love was, you're worth- not. Oh, so we're so Jordan Love's not Aaron Rodgers, but we shouldn't panic because we got Jordan Love. I, your argument doesn't no, make you're, sense. It, you're still going to panic because obviously you're using Aaron fucking Rodgers, but you're like they're eventually when teams say, okay, well my my star quarterback is leaving, like. The Patriots didn't say, oh, fuck, we got to do everything in our power to keep Tom Brady. He wants to leave. Like, let's throw everything at him. They just said, all right, we'll work on the next guy. Then they, they were fine with Cam. They said, all right, we're fine with Cam for a year. And then, oh, Cam wasn't the issue. Or Cam, Cam wasn't the, the solution to draft Mac Jones. It's like, why? There's obviously something wrong there well, if no, they were never okay no, with because here's No, here's the difference between that scenario and Aaron Rodgers' scenario. Tom Brady wasn't coming off an MVP season. Tom Brady was coming off an actual bad year. He was bad in 2019. Like, by Tom Brady standards, he was better. Aaron Rodgers just won the MVP. He just won the MVP. That's the difference. And Bill Belichick said, hmm, you're 42. You're going to be 43 next year. You want a three- to five-year deal. I'm not willing to give you a three- to five-year deal because I don't know what your lifespan is going to be. And, oh, guess what? Brady played two more seasons. Also, New England's team was not in a position to win, and Brady said, I don't feel like I can win with you guys. Also, he's a free, he was a free agent. They had to trade Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers was not a free agent. 
their decision to move on from Aaron Rodgers would have been them trading him, not him walking. Totally different. So would you rather have Jordan Love and a bunch of first-round picks or paying Aaron Rodgers? I would rather have Aaron Rodgers. I've said that the entire time. Okay. Why would I? Why would I willingly get rid of a top three quarterback? It's a bad situation. They're both were stuck. Rogers forced their hand. It's like a bad relationship you see all the time. Rogers like I'm a In, douchebag. I'm gonna do whatever the hell I want. Yeah, over the past and year Packers and a half. Packers like you know what? Okay, do whatever you want. I'll keep you for whatever. You're right. There is no good option. Either keep him or get rid of him for nothing. For the past year and a half, Rogers has been nothing but toxic to that, or that organization. Yeah, and he only won 13 it's games. Held them by the balls. Yeah, it was so toxic to. while he's out there winning 13 games in the MVP. Win the Super Bowl. One team, guys, Bowl. one team gets to win the Super Bowl. You're right, Patrick Mahomes one. didn't. Josh Allen didn't win the Super Bowl this year. Two teams get to make the Super Bowl, though. That's, that's yeah. fine. I he's understand that. I, we're not talking about Aaron Rodgers' playoff failures. We get it. He's had some playoff failures. His teams have also let him down. We came on the next day, and you said... That loss isn't on Aaron Rodgers. That loss is on the special teams because they couldn't they couldn't not get their punts blocked. I, I mean, come on, really? That's what we're gonna do? I'm we're gonna so huge so Rogers hater fan. So Aaron Rodgers' entire salary is based on his playoff success, right? That's it. That's all we're basing it on. No. Then what, first of all, Aaron Rodgers is supposed to get that much money because he's the best quarterback in football. That's how the the quarterback market works. Look at what Dak Prescott got. Dak Prescott has done nothing. He got that money. He would have gotten that money from anybody. Patrick Mahomes got the same kind of money. Josh Allen got that money. Aaron Rodgers is like, hmm, I just won the MVP. Oh, wait a minute. Matt Staff- So Matt Stafford won the Super Bowl. Should Matt Stafford be the highest paid quarterback in football? No. Joe Burrow made it. Should he be the second highest paid? No, no that's not how it works. Stafford also won because he's not the highest paid person. That's the problem. It, like... The, the Rams were able to bring in pieces around him. They, they brought in all the Okay, yeah. Junior, the Rams, the Rams also Miller. traded. Hold on a minute. The Rams also traded every single first round pick they have to to mortgage their entire future on basically one season. Did and they win a Super Bowl? Yeah, they did. Time. I'm not saying they didn't. And, and let's not act like Matt Stafford doesn't have a ridiculously high contract. Matt Stafford makes a lot of money. He's one of the top like eight highest paid quarterbacks in the league. Okay. Okay. They did, they did a good job of bringing in veteran talent and trading away their first-round picks. Good for them. Like, that, that's great. They're also a free agent destination. Green Bay is not a free agent destination. You lose Aaron Rodgers, you have no credibility for free agents. You're not getting anybody. Players want to play in L.A. It's, it, it's pretty fucking nice there all year long. Green Bay, oh, yeah, it's six degrees out at noon on a Tuesday in May. Oh, I really love living here. So Stafford is actually 13. Okay, he's thirteenth. All right, uh, twenty-seven million dollars a year. Okay, so he makes twenty-seven million, which that's because when he signed well, that's his contract, what, ten, thirteen million dollars a year, he can spend our players. No, I, I understand that, but like when he signed that contract, he was the highest-paid quarterback in the league. So let's not act like Matt Stafford took this giant pay cut. He took top dollar when he his deal came up, and next year when his deal comes up, he's going to take top dollar. Well, the, I mean, reports are already saying that he's going to get a very favorable contract for himself. Of course. That's like, how the quarterback market works. Kirk Cousins got three years, $84 million guaranteed. And like, I don't mean to bring him up, but he got $84 million guaranteed. It was the highest at the time, and it was fucking Kirk Cousins. So, and I don't, I'm not trying to slam you and bring bad memories to your day. $42 million this year, boys. We $42 got, yeah. million this year. We got on this topic for whatever reason. Like, I'm not trying to say that the Packers should have traded Aaron Rodgers, 
because you don't trade Aaron Rodgers. But the entire argument spanned off of the, the Jordan Love thing, and and this is where we're getting at is is if you had a future and you saw a future with Jordan Love and you're like, all right, we can at least somewhat compete in one of the worst divisions in the league. Why wouldn't they say, all right, we'll take the first round picks in Jordan Love and potentially still win a division? Like, I, I just... Because, you, because it's an unsure thing. You don't know what Jordan Love is. It's not like... I'm, tr- I'm trying to think of a team. It's not like you're the Lions, okay? And you have Jared Goff, okay? Oh, we got Jared Goff. Yeah, Jared Goff is a solid, solid player. Guess what? They're looking to draft a quarterback at two this year because Jared Goff is not winning them anything, okay? They're willing to take a look at the unknown because they know that Jared Goff isn't winning them shit. They have Aaron Rodgers. They know they can win something with him. And again, before you bring up the playoff thing, is Aaron Rodgers a top five quarterback in the NFL? Yes or no? Do quarterbacks generally win championships for you? Yeah, they kind of do. The best player usually wins. Okay? And, and I, know, I, I know there's arguments against that. I'm saying in a vacuum, does the best quarterback generally win? Yeah, they generally do, to be honest. Okay? If you have a sure thing and an unsure thing, you're going to take the sure thing. Jared Goff is, like, Jared Goff's not a sure thing. So they're like, okay, well, maybe we should take an even bigger risk because we don't know what the fuck we have. Last year, New England. Well, we could go into this year with Cam Newton and probably go, like, 8-9. and nine. Or we could take a rookie who we like, who has potential. He's an unknown, but maybe he develops into something. Totally different than we have Jordan Love, who's an unknown, and we have Aaron Rodgers. That's the point I'm making. It's not, well, we could trade... Aaron Rodgers and get three firsts and have Jordan Love. Yeah, great. Jordan Love could still end up sucking, and then you just have three first-round picks. Which is why he wasn't worth a second-round pick. Okay, but he's still a quarterback. Quarterbacks, the value of quarterbacks are high. Brian Hoyer got like a sixth-round pick. Drew Locke or Jordan Love? Don't even start. It's an honest question. Drew Locke. Jordan Love. I know what Jordan, I know what Drew Locke can't do. What can he do? Play. It's pretty simple. He can't play. He's bad. We're going to see with DK. We'll see. No, no he's, not, he's not even going to get on the field. They're going to draft a quarterback. Teddy Bridgewater or Jordan Love? It's close. Is Teddy Bridgewater worth the second round pick to you? No. Actually, yeah. You think so? No way. Yes. As a, if, I, if I was desperate for a quarterback, like I had a, a good team. that hasn't proved that he can win? Did he or did he not win five straight games with the New Orleans Saints? Five straight games. That's different. The Did Saints. He, hold on a minute. There he played back. an entire season with the Panthers, who had one of the worst rosters in football, and didn't lose a game by more than one score. Still lost. He went five and eleven with them. They had one of the worst rosters in football, and he didn't lose a game by more than one score. Now a better Carolina Panthers team with Sam Darnold, who everybody blows every fucking offseason, went like three and or four and something with Sam Darnold as a starter. I wouldn't, so, give, I wouldn't, so, I wouldn't no, give a second round pick listen, if you're Bridgewater. Okay, but if you, Sam Bradford got a first a few years ago. Okay. He got a first. Yeah. From a desperate team. If I was desperate at quarterback. But how many desperate teams are there? Every year there's at least three. You, you think the Saints are giving up a second round pick right now for Teddy Bridgewater? That's different. The Saints, aren't, the Saints didn't have a quarterback go down and they need to salvage their season somehow. The Saints just don't have a quarterback. Seamus Winston. Fine, Jameis Winston. Like Steelers are desperate for quarterback. 
I don't think we would give up a second. No, no the Steelers too. aren't no. desperate for a quarterback. Their quarterback just retired. They're going to go into a noop. They're not going to sign Teddy Bridgewater. That doesn't do anything. Give me a team that's desperate for a quarterback. Like I'm asking you. I don't think there are any this year. Carolina. No, I don't think so. I think they can, cut, I can th- we get to training camp when one of these guys obviously gets hurt because it happens every year. And then can we ask that question? Sure. Because because we're in March right now. No, yeah, nobody's desperate for Teddy Bridgewater. Okay, but like if somebody goes down, if Sam Darnold was to get hurt in training camp, oh, hey, Teddy's been here before. You know what? We'll give up a third round pick for him. Third and second are different. Oh, my God. Okay. That, I'm sorry. It's I not, don't want to hear I, it. Okay, so I value Jordan Love because he's 23 years old a lot better than I value Teddy Bridgewater, who's, what is he now, 29? Okay, I get it. You want to split ends and try to make this argument impossible for me? No, I that's don't. That's fine. No, but that's what you just did. I think the value of a second is way more than the value of a third. Yeah, no shit. Two is better than three, right? When it's, when we're drafting, congratulations. We can all do math no, here. If it was a, a five to a six or a six to a seven, then I wouldn't be arguing this. But we're arguing seconds and thirds. Like, that matters. Okay, so Jordan Love's value is a third round pick. How many I mean, times Jesus. have you looked at me and said, I wouldn't have given him a second round pick without I would have given him a third round pick? What? You've looked at me with trades before in the NFL, and you'd say, you've said, I wouldn't give him. Again, I would. you just, okay, I get it. Yeah, different rounds have different value. So Jordan, so I, I misspoke, and I said Jordan loves values a second. Great, his value is a third, fine. Okay. okay. Fine with that. Oh, now, now you're fine oh, sa- You're fine with a I'm third. I'm more fine with a third than I am with a second. Late third. <laughs> I mean. I don't know really a third. Are you really making me fucking give the value of Jordan Love right now. I don't know what Jordan Love's actual value is. I'm asking a simple question. Is he worth a fucking draft pick that's not a seventh rounder? Yeah, he is. He's worth like I mean, a third or a fourth round pick. Maybe that, you two. Should've, you should have made that your initial question. Oh my question. God. Your initial question was, is Jordan Love worth a second round pick? We spent 20 no. minutes We spend 20 minutes going over, could they have gotten anything for Jordan Love? You guys act like he's terrible. He's 23 years old. He has no. He has done nothing to show you that he can't play. Okay, he's done nothing to show. Jacoby Brissett started two games for the Patriots, went one and one, and the Patriots got a third round pick for him. And he was a third round pick. Should have been a second. Uh, Okay, fine. Like, (laughs) the value. There's a lot of Jordan Love talk. At this point, it's a lot of talk on Jordan Love. Like you're making, you made me talk about Jordan Love. Yeah. No, no, no. You guys here. made me talk about Jordan yeah, Love. Yeah, but you got. Oh well, they had. They could have chose to have three first round picks in Jordan Love or Aaron Rodgers. What? What? Hypothetical. Hey, you brought That's the smart, question buddy. of is Jordan Love worth the second round pick, and I said no. That was kind of a rhetorical question that didn't really need to be brought into. Mm-hmm. But Sorry. you wanted to go at it, so fine. Congratulations, he's worth a third instead. My God, late third. Okay, a late third, whatever. So he's not worth a second. My God, that's a win. All right, no, it's not a win. Put it on the board. Yeah, good for you guys. (laughs) Two versus one. We got this one, boys. We're good. What a great. We shut him up. God, I can't wait to listen to this baseball argument. How about Drew Lock? Is Drew Lock starting quarterback for the Seattle Seahawks? No, hundred percent. Yes, he is. Who's going to start for them? Yeah, Geno Smith. I'd start Teddy Britt. Can you can you stop with the mic over there? You you just you're making so many noises. What it's killing do? me. Oh my god. No, know. Drew Locke is it. not going to start for the Broncos. He's Who's, terrible. He's not on the Broncos. I'm sorry, the Seahawks. He's there terrible. you go. Yeah, he is. Who's going to start for them? Anybody I would else? suspect they're probably going to draft somebody. Still, there's nobody ready to start in realistic. I mean, they might sign Colin Kaepernick. We know that Pete Carroll loves talking about that one. <laughs> 
I mean, let's just talk about the trade. I'm assuming you think the the, the Seahawks won. I do. I I agree. Hundred percent won. I don't think they got enough. No. What? I think they could have gotten way more. They got their top ten pick back. They got another first rounder next year. What two second rounders? No offense, nasty. Okay. Lock. This hey, this hey. notion that Noah Fant is this stud tight end. Like is Noah, Noah Fant, Fant better than Gerald Everett? I'm not saying he's not. Like that's again, I'm not saying he's better than Gerald Everett. But Noah Fant is not this stud that no, he's we not can a turn stud. Like he's not. He's an okay tight end who's pretty injury prone for one thing. He misses a lot of games. So I'm not taking him as like this net positive in that trade. You gave up Russell Wilson. Like that, you gave up Russell Wilson. You gave up a top seven quarterback in the league. So it's time to move on. Simple as that. I mean, that's fine. They both were miserable. It wasn't working out. They turned His down an offer. Was killing him, killing the team. They turned down an offer from Washington with three first round picks involved. involved. Yeah, you still got two second rounders. Which what's better, eyes. first rounders or second rounders? <laughs> oh, <laughs> wow, son of a bitch. So that's four. Picks. I don't know. I think it's. I think it's fair. That's four potential players. I mean. I think they could have got more. You got Drew Locke. Whether he starts few or not, it doesn't really matter. Should we stop acting like, oh, you got I Drew Locke. said it doesn't matter whether he starts few or not. You got Noah Fan, who I think fits into the system well with DK and Tyler Lockett. When the offense has been great, it's with a good tight end. Is, is Noah yeah. Fan a top top half of the league tight end? Yes. No. Huh? What? I mean, availability is the best ability, in my opinion. And he's not available all the time. Just going through my head right now, probably not. I, I, I would say if he's 14th, fine, okay? I think the highest I would be able to put him is like the 14th best tight end. All right, so you got Noah Fant, Shelby Harris, Drew Locke, two firsts, two second, and a fifth. And what more would you have wanted for him? I would have taken the offer from Washington. It was three no firsts. No players and three No, there was, there was players involved. I, 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 I read a report... Um, I think it was the Albert Breer that they said that there was potential players involved. And I think there would have had to have been any ways to make, to make money work. I, I, I would still rather have three first-round picks, especially coming from Washington, a shithole of a franchise that, you know, you don't know what they're going to look like. Like Denver, right now, Denver's probably going to win, what, 10 games? So their pick's going to be in the 20s? But he get a first round, ten, uh, top 10 pick this year. I mean, realistically, what if... Well, I mean, yeah, but you're getting Russell you're getting, Wilson goes to the to the Commanders over the Broncos. The Commanders are going to win twelve games. I doubt 10 it. Ten to twelve. I, I don't think so. Oh, I don't think yeah. the talent is the same. I mean, like I know that I said a couple weeks ago, I don't love the Denver talent on the roster. Like I think that 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 I roster is overrated. Comparable. But I would say that the Denver roster is far more talented than the Commanders. Same no, I, water I agree. Same type of running backs. Defense is pretty much the same with Christian. I don't. Chief I Young, don't sorry. like the football. Or, Sorry, the commander's defense. I know that the front four was supposed to be this great. Their front four was bad last year. They got ran all over. They didn't have the sack numbers. My biggest the thing, secondary got trashed. So I think this is going to be a huge offseason for the commanders, and I mean, we'll talk about that when free agency starts next week. Um, but I think, I think I'd rather... Also, I think I'd rather him go to a, the other conference than oh. stay in the NFC. Like, that is the dumbest. I, I, I hate that argument. So 
Like when you're trading a superstar. Yeah, but do you think that played a, a role in the Seahawks signing where they trade him to? Hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, they took. A, I think they took a lesser deal because of that. Yeah, and I hate that. Like anytime you trade a superstar, you can't try to trade a superstar for fifty cents on the dollar. Like it just it, New Orleans. New Orleans trades Anthony Davis to the Lakers, and they get like nothing back. I mean, they they get some. You know, they get Brandon Ingram. He's a nice player. Is he Anthony Davis? No. They got like sixty cents on the dollar in that deal. You know, like. When you trade a superstar, you're already going to be getting the worst end of a deal because you're just trading a superstar. Like, in no universe am I not going to take the best deal. And I think they could have said, hey, listen, we don't want to trade him in conference to Washington. If you want us to trade him in conference, you got to sweeten the pot. you got to make it better for us. We want Montez Sweat in the deal. Like, you, you have to do that. And you have to be willing to trade him in conference. This this whole notion of well, we don't want to have to play against him. Are you are you kidding me? You're trading your best player. So you're not going to be con- you're not going to be relevant. So for three I years. understand that you have these these trade comments and your thoughts. We're also talking about the team that traded for Jamal Adams last year. No, I understand. The, and remember, I think we talked about this a while ago. How teams do this thing where they make a bad move and they're like, oh well, to fix that bad move, we got to make two more bad moves and three wrongs make a right. Like, the Jamal Adams trade has screwed the Seahawks so bad that they're like, well, we got to trade Russ to try to recoup some of the first-round picks we lost, which, again, I think is just stupid. I hate, I hate teams that manage like that, and you know how I am. Front office stuff, I'm, I'm very up on that. Like, I think that's a dumb move. So, again, trading a player out of conference because you're trying to recoup draft assets but not taking the best draft assets that you can get makes no sense to me. They've been mediocre for a couple of years now. Nothing more, nothing less. It's not working out. You had them making the playoffs last year, right? No, I had them missing the playoffs. Oh, they were your one team? Because we yeah, both they, had three teams. Yeah, they were, they were uh, my we team to miss the playoffs. Yeah, I had maybe the I had them. No, we both had them it. missing. Uh, whatever. Yeah. But, so, you bring that up. They've been mediocre for a couple seasons. Russ gets hurt last year, a freak injury. It's not like it was some injury that, you know, like an ACL. It was a freakish. He got his hand, you know, broke, basically. They've had some misses on draft picks. They've been kind of fucked on cap space. Like, that's not Russ's fault. It is. We paying that much. You can't pay other guys. Simple as no, that. I understand that, but like the quarterback market is is so elevated is so um inflated, inflated right now. Yeah, it's inflated that you're just gonna have to pay quarterbacks that money. No, there is no Tom Brady's. Like Tom Brady is one of one. He's the only guy that's gonna take less money. All these guys are gonna take more money. Like but the Seahawks still have not done a very good job of putting talent around Russell Wilson. They traded two first-round picks for a safety. That, that's just a bad deal. And as much as I love Jamal Adams, that's a bad deal. No, yeah, it's a bad deal. But, like, I just I, I think you're, you're, like you said, you're kind of overcompensating for a, a bad deal and making another bad deal. Which, <coughs> sorry, can we talk about how... Um, like Jamal Adams forced his way out of New York because he didn't want to be involved in a rebuild and it is now in Seattle who has completely just tanked over to a rebuild. So does it take a month until we hear Jamal Adams is requesting a trade out of Seattle? Not with Drew Locke leading the team. Let's go. Wild card two. Let's I go. I'm about to be. Wild card I'm gonna, two. Do I need a Seahawks Drew Locke board jersey? right now. What am I putting on the board? Wild card number two Seahawks. Let's go. Seahawks taking. Okay. Well, that can be you. I'm yeah, not you backing can, that. I can have that. No financial backing. Day. From that, oh my for God. me. Like I want number to, two wild card spot. What do you yep. want to put on that? What do we want to put on it? I mean, you know what my Venmo is. You can you can send me a hundred bucks now if you want. I'm gonna put a hundred dollars. 
<laughs> I wanted a Denver right. Drew Lock jersey. Denver I might Drew get Lock a jersey? Seattle Drew Lock jersey. Right. Going. The, li- the lime green action. Yeah. Like I just, again, I I don't I never agree with taking less assets because you don't want to play against the guy down the road. Like Seattle, you're gonna suck for three to five years. By then, Russell Wilson's gonna be like 38 years old and he's gonna be irrelevant. So what does it matter if he kicks your ass a couple times in between? Like, who yeah, cares? but I also think it's the pride that the I don't know who the, oh, the Seahawks owner is. Paul Allen. Um, I'd rather like. Oh wait, yeah, Paul Allen did die. It's his wife now. It is his wife, but uh, yeah, it's it's the. Yeah, I'd rather not see like Russ go to the, the commies and then like the commies say, oh well, we have Russell Wilson now. All these key free agents that we've been like looking into. Oh be yeah, because the Washington Commanders can attract free agents. Amari Cooper to the, the Commanders right now. I'm calling. Okay, it. so Amari Cooper is such a big name. They got like, Terry McLaurin and Amari Cooper. That's that's fine. Like Antonio Gibson. Great. A I, decent defense. Players didn't want to go to Seattle to play for Russ, and Seattle's one of the best organizations in football. It rains a lot. It does rain a lot. But, play in rain all the time. But like Nobody. the fan, the Russ fan base, the shitty city of Seattle. It's one of the best fan bases in the league. It's a great stadium. They have a lot of um, primetime games. You know, they get a lot of primetime slots. Not anymore. No, not anymore. You're right. But, like, Washington, the football team, Dan Snyder. Nobody wants to play for Dan Snyder. People want to play for Ron Rivera, though. Do they? Why, though? I think so. What, what free agents has Ron Rivera ever gotten? Pray tell. That's a good point, yeah. Pray tell. What free agents has Ron Rivera ever gotten exactly? Deshaun ja- No, he didn't even get Deshaun Jackson. Nobody. He's gotten nobody in his career. Like, they just, I would not have taken a lesser offer, and we can move on after this. I would not have taken a lesser offer just because I didn't want him in, in conference. I think that is the dumbest way to manage a professional sports team. So it's what, dumb. So what does Denver know? Are they going to, what are you ranking them? They're not going to the division. Chiefs? No. They're third at best. Behind the Chargers? I think they're even Chargers. Give me, give me Broncos over Chargers. I'm going to take the Chargers, and we'll talk about them in a bit because of Mike Williams. I'll take the Chargers because I expect Justin Herbert to take another leap this year, and I think Staley will be a better coach after his first year. You know, he made a lot of rookie mistakes as a head coach. I think he'll be better. Me I'll take the Chargers on fourth down every damn time. I, I love every it. you. You know, I love time. That. Like. Fourth and twenty for my own one. Fuck yeah, I'm Let's going go. for it. Kid show. I have not. I've sworn a lot. Yeah, I haven't said it. At I all. have not said kid show one time. I apologize to all the nine and eleven year olds out there listening. Is um, Derek Carr the best worst quarterback in a division ever? Okay, let me ask you this: Would you resign if you're Derek Carr? No, like, no, no. Get, no. get me to the NFC, Josh please. Like, no, not even team. the NFC. Hey, there's there's a team no, that, that wears I, black and yellow over in Pittsburgh. That'll take you right if, now. If I'm a quarterback in the AFC and I'm not confident that my team is going to keep me, or like I'm not confident I can win with my team, get me to an NFC roster now. Like Tampa, what do you guys got? Going? I know you like Kyle Trask, but can I come play for you guys? Like seriously, if I'm Derek Carr, I'm like, hey. Josh McDaniels right now has got to feel so shitty that he left New England. Like, wow, I left New England, and, not, and I don't even have Bill as my defensive coordinator anymore, and now I get to deal with Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert, and Russell Wilson six times a year. Oh, awesome. Thanks. You might only have Marcus Mariota. Yeah, right, right. Like, I just – That Mariota is so bad. or Jordan Love? Marcus Mariota. All day. Jordan Love. Oh, man. 
How old is Marcus Mariota? He's got, let's see, he's the 2014 draft, so that's eight years. Probably he was, he was like, no, he was like 22 when he came out. So he's got to be like 30. He's 30 and he can't stay healthy. He was on the field yeah. for three plays last year and he snapped his leg. That'd probably be a Jordan Love. It's a Jordan Love. I, you guys are just, oh my. We love Drew Locke, but Jordan Love, nah, fuck that guy. Yeah, Kids show. My Drew Locke comes from like personal preference. I agree. I, like I, coming from I, the guy that if, said if, Mac Jones was going to be terrible. If you ever like seriously asked me if I would want Drew Locke over Mac Jones, the answer is obviously no. Yeah. But Don't even put Mac like, Jones and Drew Locke in the same sentence. Can Mac Jones rap on the sideline perfectly? No, but he can gritty. He actually probably He can could. gritty. We know it. I prefer Young GZ over the gritty. All right, fair enough. Fair enough. You're I miss literally listen, brought the gritty to what it is. I like, don't care. I miss the dab, not going to lie. I miss of the dab on the Of course you do. Of course No, you like do. Cam when he would score and he'd do that little yeah. thing and then he Cuz you're dab. such a, you're such a fucking dad. Kid show. Kid show. That's the whitest thing you've ever like, seen in your life. I'm waiting. I'm waiting. I miss the dab. I'm I waiting did like for it. like <laughs> like when Cam would do it when he was on the Panthers, he would do this nice little dance and he'd have like a a pump, and then he dab into it. I was like, "Oh, I'm that's waiting cool. for ten he years." Doing it. When he has his own You're house, right. own family, and I drive by his house, I see him in the jorts and the New Balances. I will never wear jorts. <laughs> no way. And the lawnmower, just a beard or a white claw is right. The hand, New just... Balances on the lawnmower, absolutely. That will be me in ten to fifteen years. If there's any woman out there, any at all, that want to get with me, that's fine. I'm, that's I'm open for girls. business. <laughs> but. It, you you think the dab is the best? Cause you're just such a dad. Like you I, are. Look, the, you I like, are the the stereotypical like the white. No, no, dad. hang on, hang on. I like the gritty. I like that one. I liked the dab. I thought that was you know it was quick. What's your celebration? If I played in the NFL, I would just be a spike guy. Oh, okay. I, I would just spike it. I like you know nothing special. I can't dance either. So Give it back to the riff out of respect. Come on. I might. I might. I'm not a showboat guy. That's not who I am. So. I'd I would try to dance. I I would be one of the people that like they row the boat in the row line the boat. or yeah. like the campfire. I need team celebration. I agree with you. 100%. Yeah, that like yeah. I would just be a team celebration guy because dude, I, I've tried grittying at my house, and like you actually <laughs> attempted that. My sister tried to teach me how to gritty, and she's like, "You just, I'm just not coordinated at all when it comes to something like that." The one I might do, and I remember like playing like Madden 2005. You'd score a touchdown, and they'd do this one where uh, they'd act like the ball was like stuck to their hands or something. They'd have to like p- push the ball off their foot. Yeah. I-, I might do that, but yeah, like I'm a Patriots fan. Every guy on the Patriots scores a touchdown. They run, they go spike it, and then they run off the field. Like, I love to do the, the key and peel. The key and peel. I remember the show. Oh, oh, the humps. Yeah, the humps. <laughs> so one, p- one and two pumps is good, but three pumps, single McCringleberry, no good. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, yeah. I-, I think Denver's third. At best, I I just don't. I, I get the second place, and if they get second, like I wouldn't be shocked. That won't surprise me. I I love Russell Wilson, but I I just don't know. Sometimes with a new team, I'm not, they got a rookie head coach. I'm not sure how I feel about that. Who's the Broncos' new head coach? OC from uh, Green Bay. Yeah, oh the, yeah, yeah, the Green Bay OC. So again, like, and that's one of those ones where it's like, oh. You hired a Green Bay OC. Well, what the hell does he actually do? Like, eh, I'm not sure about him. Like, like, I'm not sure about Matt LaFleur. Like, what does that guy actually do? Like, Aaron Rodgers is pretty special. 
So we'll, we'll see on that one. I mean, look, if they get second, I won't be shocked. They're not winning the division. That's Kansas City's to lose. They're not winning it. Especially if Kansas City gets Juju. Yeah, there's talk they might get some other guys. They might get Odell, which I know he might not play right away, but if he misses eight weeks and comes back, that's still something. Yeah. Uh, let's go to, let's do Calvin Ridley briefly, and I think we'll probably spend the least amount of time on this. Um, so Calvin Ridley suspended for the entire season and possibly more uh, after it was found out that he bet on the on the Falcons and in other parlays, he, lost, he bet $1,500. Uh, the NFL suspended him. Thoughts? Go ahead, Josh. Morally, I don't give a shit. Whatever. It means nothing at all. He bet $1,500. If it wasn't on the, the Falcons, then perfectly fine. I get the NFL's point of view. Don't want to people betting on games, get the idea, okay. Now we have players betting, trying to adjust point scores, this or that. So that's 100%. I get it. <laughs> Betting's way too big for us to even think about a possibility. There's players just coughing in the background. So sorry. Can we take a bet right now over under coughs rest of the day? 20? I'm oh, going go. to take over. over okay. I'm hammering yeah. that over. I'll empty my bank account and take over. <laughs> hey, can you should hear me at like 10 p.m. Yeah, it's just tell me really done. You're trying to bet on coughs. Yeah, I mean, I can I can dig that if I really want to. Maybe I should take the under. I'd get better odds. Like, did he make the worst bet in sports history? Like, he bet fifteen hundred dollars and he lost ten million. Is that the worst but odds that anybody's getting, ever gotten? He's still get next year though. Technically speaking, it is moved over next year. He finds a stupid team <coughs> who would want him. You know. I mean, his value's never been lower. True. Will I be shocked if Bill Belichick has a seventh round pick for the Falcons this year? Absolutely not. I just. Garrett and I had talked about this before the podcast. I am not of the, I am not on the team that the integrity of the game means as much to me. Like I am, I do think it's a little fucked up to be betting on it on, on the team that you play for. But when you're in Florida, like you're not playing football because he he tweeted he was like it's fifteen hundred dollars. Like I I couldn't even watch any games. I wanted nothing to do with the sport. I just threw. Three silly parlays on there. So you wanted nothing to do with the sport, but you were willing to bet on it's it. It's $1,500. See, but, three right, parlays. But, okay, but that's stupid because you know that it's against the rules to bet on football when you play in the NFL. And you were willing to risk $1,500, but you're also willing to risk your entire career. That's stupidity. I just... Like, that is that is straight up stupidity. I, I think that 17 games when we have Ray Rice getting two-game suspension. And the, the, that's that's Greg different Hardy context, a four-game suspension. I understand that. But that's different context. It is. It, it it very much is, and I agree with you. The, so but if I you would agree much with me, rather, then don't use that I, no, 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 because I would much rather, rather have a guy in the NFL that, oh, he bet $1,500 on his team to win games that he wasn't involved in than a guy that beat the fuck out of his wife. Okay, I, I get that. And right now, like, I don't even want to discuss that because I disagree with your premise, but... In order for me to disagree with it, I have to defend those guys, and I don't want any part of that. That's fine. We but, don't have, like, I, but, we, but like, here's my problem with that is so because those things happen. I'll explain it to you, so you don't have to defend them. No, no, I, I'm I'm fine. Okay. I'm not going to defend them. But here's here's the thing: like that, those things happened off the field, away from football. They don't have anything to do with the game itself. If you get caught with PEDs, you miss like a minimum of four games your first time, and then your second offense is ten. Like, that actually has to do with on-the-field play. The danger of what he did is you have to nip that because it's Pandora's box. 
you you cannot allow a perception of fixing games to happen. You have to shut that down. You have to send a message to players. We can't have this because if you have that, it completely ruins not it's not the integrity of the game. It ruins the integrity of the league. You lose all credibility. No, and I can't compl- like how many understand. how many times a week do you hear the people, you know, the grumpy old guy, ah, these games are fixed anyways. Well, no, they're obviously not because the first time we find out about somebody gambling on the game that plays in the league, immediately suspended for a season. You see how serious we take this shit? Yeah, it's not fixed. This is real. You know, that's that's the thing. Like everything that happened with those guys, I agree with you. That should should the suspensions have been different? Believe me, when and we didn't have a podcast then, but had we had a podcast during the Ray Rice situation, you would have heard me. I said he should have been gone for a year. That's that's where I stood. Greg Hardy should have been banned for life from the NFL. That was my take on that. Okay? But it's not like we get all the suspensions right. We don't. So and, I, I agree with you. And I, I don't want you to keep going because then it's going to sound like you're sticking up for these guys. And I don't want that to happen. Like, and, that, I, and I don't want to. That, like, that, is my big, that was my biggest thing when... when I knew we were going to talk about this. Is is I don't want anybody to, to take it out of context that any of us are sticking up for for what these people have done, because obviously what Adrian Peterson and Ray Rice and Greg Hardy and all of these other Kareem Hunts and Alvin Kamara and all of these other and we don't even know what Alvin Kamara's punishment is going to be. He'll probably never play football again because he can't. He'll be in fucking prison, kid show. But we don't want it to come off that these guys that are terrible, terrible people and these punishments are worse than gambling on this sport that you play. So I, I understand what you're saying, but me inside, and, and I agree with you. I, I understand that the precedent needs to be set, but morally inside, I can't see a 17-game suspension and then see those other two games for everything else and, and that, be okay with that's, that. That's fair if you're doing the moral the yes. high ground. I understand that, and I get why people are mad about that. And, it's Josh, the same, and I, I'm going to say the same thing for the Josh Gordon situation, smoking weed. I mean, Josh Gordon missed what four total seasons? Yeah, it's like four, four and a half seasons. Like, now. I, I and, completely yeah. disagree with that. Um, Josh, you got a take on that? I just wondering what your opinion is on the the moral high ground thing. Just the NFL again proving they choose, pick and choose what they want to attack. Yeah, I, really I, don't I, have I agree with that. High. It all comes down to what affects the bottom line. They're worried enough that some fans, quote unquote, will be upset about quote unquote insider trading for betting. That's all that matters. It's your shirt is just perfect for this situation. That's why I wore the Roger. Nobody Goodell. can see it, but he's wearing the Barstool Roger Goodell clown nose shirt. I, I wore it for that specific reason. Like Roger Goodell has won. Like I agree with the suspension. I think the season is is it, maybe it's overkill, but I agree with it because I don't want to listen to the oh they fix games and I don't, I'm sick of that shit because they don't. I don't agree with those other suspensions. But Roger Goodell has once again proven that he's inept. Like he he just does a bad job with this stuff. He's a bad commissioner. And we'll talk about bad commissioners later. But like he's a terrible commissioner. And I think that this situation's been kind of botched. Had they gone ten games, I think people are like, Oh yeah, ten games seems seems like a legitimate I mean, yeah, number I'm, of I mean, games. I'm, I'm, but because yeah, because they said the whole season, people kind of jumped all over that. I, I think that it's 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 appropriate. I think it's appropriate. It's it's whatever. Like I'm fine with it. Like I understand the 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 outcome and the outlook on the game that this is gonna have, but it all comes back to morally. I don't I, think it's right. Totally fine with that. And Ridley's an idiot. 
I agree. Yeah, yeah you're fucking he's an idiot. idiot. He's an idiot. And like, you're, nobody is bigger than the NFL. That that's that's Roger Goodell's statement with this. You're not bigger than us. We make you. So he's saying, listen, if you're not going to follow, like, gambling on sports is like the number one most heinous crime in sports. It's the most heinous thing in the sports world you can do. I'm not saying, you know, you no, murder yes. somebody, you're a horrible human being. No, that's know. heinous. But that's but like, not sports. Right. In the sports world, to gamble on your team is the most heinous thing you can do. And he broke that rule. Pete Rose will never see the Baseball Hall of Fame. He will never see it. And what well, Pete see- Rose did is worse than what Calvin Ridley did. Right. Pete Rose right. picked and chose when he was going to bet on his team to win. He never bet that they were going to lose, but that's, he didn't bet. That can be disputed, but... All the reports that day. I've seen have just there, been, There's okay, a lot of stuff with we, that. I don't want to get into yeah. it. Everybody knows that he did it, but... Except for him. He's the only yeah. one that does all. <laughs> also, Roger Goodell right now, if it comes out that the Dolphins, proven guilty, offered um, Brian Flores money to throw games, that Roger only- Goodell should just A... Quit right on the spot, and the entire Dolphins organizations need to be stripped of their titles. Well, yeah, they, because they should be forced that to sell the is, team. That ruins the integrity of the game tenfold what Calvin Ridley is doing. But we already know that happens. Well, Deep down, we know. It can't be proven at the moment, but with Brian Flores coming out, if that gets proven guilty, the entire NFL is now a shit show. They're never going to be proven guilty. Come on, look how much time they spent on stupid Airgate for a reason. I know, a but. point in bullshit money they spent and fake shit they're brought up for that. Come on. It's never going to come out for real. No, I understand. Yeah, I mean, if they find out, I can't think of the Dolphins owner's name. I'd like to Steven something. I think, whatever. If it was to come out that he did ask, you know, Brian Flores to throw games, um, yeah, then he should be, you know, forced to sell the team. And I know that's not really a punishment for a billionaire owner, but... Steven Ross. Steven Ross. See, I'm pretty good on I'm I'm on today. Um... About to be off pretty soon, though. I don't don't start with me. Pretty, but like Jimmy Haslam, like uh, Hugh Jackson came out and tried to accuse Jimmy Haslam of that, and Jimmy Haslam went right on TV and was like, "What are you talking about? Like that is a complete lie, and that's falsified. Like we weren't trying. We- He's like, we weren't even good enough to win games. We lost sixteen games anyways. Like that's how bad we were. We were openly shedding salary to lose games." We weren't asking you to lose games. We were doing it intentionally. Like, that's different. That's, hey, we're tanking. We're going to cut all our salary and lose like that. That's not, hey, can you guys go throw games? No, I know. Totally different. But, like, it, it, it comes back down to it. And I imagine that if that was to come out, Roger Goodell would take care of that. I, I, I think he would be able to handle that situation. It's not like the Donald Sterling situation in the NBA, but it'd be pretty similar. It would be, you're selling the team. Like, you're not going to be a part of the league. Owner before oh yeah yeah that is true i forgot about that all right let's jump to our last nfl topic here um the rest of the franchise tags for today uh a good list um chris godwin Devontae adams mike williams got a deal done he was going to be franchise tag but they were able to get a deal done with him cam robinson for the jaguars uh the jesse bates for the Bengals. orlando uh, brown orlando brown yep for the chiefs joku David Njoku, Mike Kosicki, and Dalton Schultz. Am I forgetting anybody? Harold Landry. Oh, Harold, Harold Landry. No, they didn't tag they him. Didn't? Nope, they didn't. Contact he's going to be a free sorry. agent. Yep, he's going to be a free agent. Um, Let's just start with who do you like for the tags? Mm, Devontae Adams. Okay, I agree with you. Um, I like Dalton Schultz and Mike Kosicki. I like Schultz 
Kasiki, I'm open to. I'm not closed minded on that tag. And I think I like the Orlando Brown. Oh, and the, I like the Orlando Brown and the Jesse Bates one as well. Yeah, the Orlando Brown one I think is the most sensical one that anybody made, other than Devontae Adams. That would make sense with the injury at the end of the year. Nope. I disagree. I like that Godwin a lot. You've been trying to make a deal with Chris Godwin for two years. You're now paying him as much money as the Packers are paying Devontae Adams. Let him walk. In a situation where Adams you just lost. Money, it's not his fault he keeps getting the He got franchise tags. No, I sure, understand Adams that. would rather have more than that. But it's been two years that the, the Buccaneers have been trying to deal with Chris Godwin and, and get a long-term deal done. He won't. They can't agree on anything. He's also coming off an ACL now. Like, he's going to miss time. So you franchise tag him when you just lost your quarterback. And I get it. It's like, oh, well, we want Kyle Trask to be able to throw the ball to somebody. Yeah, but w- why not go and sign somebody? But, or... but he's also not going to be there. Yeah. So, like, it's – I just think it's a pointless one. I don't hate it, but I don't I don't like it at all. I think it's just, why did you do that? I think it's you – should, you, you should have said, all right, I'll call your bluff. You don't want to take our offers and just go play for somebody else. See how much they're going to pay you. Let them pay you all this money. We don't want to do it. But, it's not really a bluff when they – they tagged him. He has no choice in it. No, I understand that. That's why I'm saying I don't like it. Like it's it's the I think the Bucks should have just called his bluff. I think the Schultz one's a stupid one as well. Can can we stay on the receivers for a second? Just because I sure. want to add this last point. I don't like the receiver franchise tag ever. Like, there's a lot of positions in football. The receiver position is really overpaid. Like those guys make a lot of money. I can never understand. I would just never franchise tag a wide receiver. Like you just have to get the deal done with him. You know, if he wants a lot of money, that's fine. Give it to him in a signing bonus. Don't throw away a year of cap space with him and then have to do the whole thing all over again. And like I know that that gives up a lot of leverage, but name me the number one receivers that have won Super Bowls as the first or the second best player on the team. And I, like if you want to say Cooper Cup, yeah, you can say Cooper Cup, but he has had one year of this, and Mike yeah, but that was a collective unit. You know, Still like Mike. Best. It's not like Mike Evans was a superstar. He took a pay cut for that team, and he was a super. And he, you know, he's a good player. Like To never won a ring. Randy Moss never won a ring. Um, I'm you know if I'm going down the list, like Adams hasn't won. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins hasn't won. You know, all those guys have taken all that money. They haven't won anything. So one year where you have a you know a fully guaranteed Antonio deal. Brown just won one. Right. Like and he won one on a pay cut deal. Yeah. So I just disagree with I, I'm I'm good with paying receivers. I, I'm fine with that. But paying a guy max dollars basically fully guaranteed for one season and then having to do the whole I thing. I mean, is it is it not just to I mean, we don't see really running backs getting franchise tagged. I think franchise tagging a running back Tyreek is Hill? the worst decision. Tyreek Hill, I would just want to get the deal done. With Kansas City? No, no, I, and that's fine. Yeah, Tyreek Hill, but Travis Kelsey's really the best receiver on that team. Mm. But sure, yeah, I'll, I'll give you Tyreek Hill. I, right? I think I would franchise tag Tyreek Hill if I had to. Right, like, I'm good with franchise tagging Devontae Adams because that guy, like, clearly wins games. For, he's well, clearly so our second best player. You kept Aaron Rodgers, you have to franchise tag right. Devontae Adams. But, like, Chris Godwin for a second year, that doesn't make sense to me. You just got to get that deal done. Mike Williams, char- great job by the Chargers. They got the deal done with Mike Williams. Like, get it done. If he wants a little bit extra money and you can give it to him on the front so that you're not killed on the back, just do it. I, I don't understand, like, cap-strapping yourself and then pushing it down the road. 
Like, I would much rather use a tag on an offensive lineman or on, like, a safety or positions where, like, you can really work on contracts. Quarterbacks is another one. I hate the franchise tag on the quarterback. You either know or you don't know. Kirk Cousin loves it. Yeah, right. Kirk Cousin's like, fuck, I'll take the franchise tag every year you want to give it to me. You like that? He does like that. But, like, the DAC thing. I didn't understand the DAC thing. He, they cost themselves an extra $15 million a year because they just couldn't get a deal done with him. Pay the guy. You're going to pay him anyways. He's going to get his money regardless. Either you want him or you don't want him. You should know right away. And if you have to think about it, then you're you're not thinking about anything. All right. Dalton Schultz. Yeah, we, we can move to Dalton Schultz. Let's go to the tight ends as a whole. So why do you not like Dalton Schultz? Paying $10 million a year. You just lost Cooper Cup because of a cap space casualty, which, you know, I'm sorry, not Cooper Cup. I Mark Cooper. Mark Cooper, sorry. I don't just I don't see the point of it. You have Michael Gelb. He's not a real number two. He's a free agent, also. Yeah, he, he might lose. He comes back, so yeah, nobody else. I get it. There's no one else to, but so ten million dollars for him. You're probably not gonna have Zeke. I don't think they can move Zeke. You can't. You think so? Not not, not this year. They can move him next year because right now the way the so this is why they were able to move on from Amari Cooper now because the way well, his contract. Yeah, right. They can release Amari Cooper this year because of the the year of the deal that he's on. Zeke's not on that year yet. I think you have to get to the third year of your deal to oh, be I'm able to be really. I don't think anybody can Nobody trade for that him. deal. Nobody Who's trading for that? Yeah. Like that's that's no, a huge yeah. cap number to trade for for a running back. You're just not going to do it. You know, it's just not going to happen. Have the reports I've been reading wrong? Then I, they they must be because I I thought I saw. And this just might be the dumb Steelers Twitter that I'm always complaining about. I would probably stay away from that. But I but I saw somebody they were like, Oh, why don't the Steelers like throw some picks, some late round picks at the, the Cowboys for for Zeke to be our number two. You have a better running back right now. No, that's what I said. And they were but like I saw the contract numbers. Yeah, and that I was that like, just seems like the like contract fan. numbers must have been not right. Yeah, that seems like fan. It was possible I would say release Zeke and then keep uh, Yeah. What was his contract? Uh it's Ninety million over, I think, four years or five. Oh yeah, years. never mind then. Like, yeah, it's it's just the problem is he's not in the third year of the deal yet, and you have to get to the third year before you can cut them. Where it's not like this big cap number. That's why they can do it with Amari, and they're not going to have to pay him. the The third year, there's like a there's some transition in the contracts, and they make it so they're not as guaranteed at that point. Yeah. So they're just not there yet with him. But go, you can keep going. Go ahead, Josh. It's just I don't I get it. He's a good tight end, but for ten million dollars, you losing what? Randy Gregory on the defense is going to cause well too. I think they're going to lose Randy Gregory. They might lose Demarcus Lawrence too. Lawrence, so they're losing a lot of people. Ten million dollars. You need to reassign other people. Try to find another wide receiver to go with uh, Lamb there. I, I just you know just don't think it's really worth the ten million dollars. So I want to agree with you, but. I think you can't have Dak Prescott in the NFC East where the Eagles are always lingering. The the commies are probably going to be better this year and say, okay, Dak, your only target in the passing game is CeeDee Lamb or Tony Pollard. I don't really think that's the best option for you if you're looking to win a division. And I think that was something that kind of had to be done more than we can just let him walk. So right now I'm looking at um, tight end contracts in the league. And let me just give you some of the names, and I'll give you their averages. 
Uh, George Kittle makes 15. Travis Kelsey makes just under 15. Goddard makes 14. Mark Andrews makes 14. Hunter Henry makes 12. Jonu Smith makes 12. And then you have Njoku, Schultz, and Gasicki all at the 10 number. And then it goes Austin Hooper at 10. Kyle Pitts at 8. Logan Thomas at 8. Darren Waller at 7.5. And, and he's going to be due for an extension at some point here. So he'll, you know, that number will go up. Uh, Higby makes 7.5. And, and then after that, it kind of drops off. Hawkinson's at like 4.5. He'll get a big deal at some point here. So you're paying $10 million for Dalton Schultz. I would argue that Dalton Schultz is like a top six tight end in football. So his value at 10 million is actually a pretty good number. Like he's he's right in what like is Dalton Schultz as good as Hunter Henry overall? Yes. I think he's as good as Hunter Henry. Like I re- I really like Hunter Henry. I really like Dalton Schultz. Like I think they're about the same. Henry's getting 12. I think Schultz is worth 10. At least, you know, I think he's he does a lot of the similar things. He's a good red zone target. So I think that the 10 number for Schultz is a good number. The one I think everyone here at the table has a problem with is Njoku. Yeah, it's just a waste of money. I don't like, get it. Just the Browns are going to be the Browns. Like, you're already paying Hooper $10 million. And you have, what's the other kid's name? Bryant? Harrison Bryant, right? Yeah. Like, you have him too. I think we all kind of like him. There's some We've seen stuff with him. I don't understand the Njoku deal. I don't, I don't get that. Why are you... Why are you tagging him when like you're you're gonna need to save cap money for other things? Unless that's Baker's guy. And and who I gives mean, a shit? Not exactly. Like he's gonna be out of a job in a year and a half anyways, so who cares? It's it just makes zero sense to me. It's just the Browns would be Browns. I get I get that burned my team two playoffs ago, but I don't really give a fuck. Kid show. It's it's the Browns will be the Browns no matter what. They're making dumb decisions. Not helping themselves, and there's nothing more you can really say about it. What What do you think of the Gasicki one, Josh? It's just who else might be going to really at that point? You know, there's nobody can stay healthy there. I mean, they drafted the kid out Alabama, right? I forget his name. Forget the wide receiver there. Oh, Jalen Waddle. Jalen Waddle, he's great. Parker can't stay healthy. It's right on the border again, but I guess you give me the numbers you just gave me. Not too comparable. Again, I, I think the money for Schultz is worth it. Just I think Cowboys need to spend the money somewhere else besides so, that. So I think Gasicki's a better tight end than Dalton Schultz. I think I like Schultz better. I, I like Gasicki. I think Schultz is a little more versatile, personally. I think he's a better blocker. You know how I feel about this. No, the blocking thing with tight ends uh, matters to this me. This is where you and I always get and, arguments. And that's fine. No, there's blocking I like tight ends. The, there's no, like, no, tight ends. I like tight ends to do it all, though. I like you're gonna you know, go up one handed and catch this fucking ball for me. George Kittle can do that. He can block. Rob Gronkowski, we know he can catch one handed balls and he can block like Mark Andrews, he can block. Yeah, but Dalton Schultz if can't Gronk do that. Gronk way like he wouldn't block for shit. He was forced to. Gronk loves to block. I don't know. Do you know that my, do you yeah, know I don't think Gronk likes to block, so then Gronk, Gronk Hold on to not block. No, no. <laughs> so Gronkowski, two thousand thirteen, they're playing the Ravens. This is one of my favorite mic'd up moments of all time. Haloti Nada lines up on the outside of the line. Gronk blocks him one-on-one and actually wins the block, and they score a touchdown. He turns around, and he looks at, I think it was Sebastian Vollmer, and goes, yo, did you see that? I just blocked him one-on-one. And it's it's like this guy actually likes to block. Like He loves it. Love and he said he enjoys the blocking game. That's young Gronk, though. 
Gronk now loves it. He yeah, that's no. all he really does at this point. I just like, He's a decoy. No, I I think the ten number for Schultz is a good number. I'm okay with it with Gasicki. I'm not a big Gasicki guy. He he comes and goes for me. Like he puts up good fantasy numbers, but it, it's iffy. I think he's got. I think he's if if Schultz is six for you, then Gasicki's five. No. Yeah. Well, you're forgetting about Waller. Waller would be five. I mean Andrews. Andrews is better. Kelsey's better. Kittle's better. Hawkinson's better. Goddard, I think, is probably better. Schultz, it would be my next guy. I think Schultz is better than Gasicki. All right, then I'll, I'll have Gasicki at my six. I, I, I said, I said Schultz was top ten. Like, yeah, he's he's easily yeah. top ten. That's not even a Gisicki's question. Gasicki's top ten. I think Gasicki is one more than Schultz. I mean, because I'm not going to disagree that those other guys are better than Gasicki, but just where we differ is the blocking yeah, and, aspect, yeah, like usual. And that's fine. Um, is there anybody that didn't get franchise tag that you think should have? And I mean, there were only like three other guys that realistically were in talks. Jackson for the Patriots. I, That's where I was going. I would never have tagged J.C. Jackson. You need to. Though. Who else no. is going to be there? No. You know, he's proven he's worth the money. That, I get that. Overpaying for the corner market can really get you in trouble. So I say this as a Vikings fan who's watched so many fucking cornerbacks come through and that one is good so you have cornerbacks and apparently you all think you can do anything in the cornerback you have a good cornerback keep them stop getting rid of them so that's fair but bill's track record with corners is very good like the guys that have gone through new england like malcolm butler undrafted Who? Jay- yeah yeah really really Who? malcolm butler really i only know of one thing that he's ever done in his career no, Malcolm Butler was like a Pro Bowl corner for three years with New England. Uh, he he was our best corner on a Super Bowl team. If he plays against the Eagles, we win that Super Bowl. Yeah, that guy was good. Your quarterback's got to catch balls oh, to win that Super Bowl. God, I'm not. Don't don't start with me, okay? Look, J.C. Jackson, undrafted free agent, success with him. Um, Miles Bryant, he's an undrafted free agent. They just picked, they just got him on the team last year. They love him. He's been really good as a slot guy. Malcolm Butler, I said, like, uh, throughout time, Kyle Arrington, that's another one. Like, Bill has just always been able to find corners. That's a spot that, like, he can just go to the well and be like, oh, you work at Walmart, you're, like, six foot four, you can run, like, a 4'4". You want to come play corner? Well, it's, like, the constant bit that I see on Twitter and TikTok and Facebook of pit, or, uh, Patriot scouters just driving by a random park in a random town, and they see two white guys throwing the ball together, and they're like, that's Wait, Garrett's dream right there. Where, where'd you go to college? That's why Garrett's always out in the park. Yeah. I went to South, some... South, South, South Dakota State University College of Nebraska. Is that D1? Not nah, D2. Ooh. D2. We're D4. What, what are you running the 40? 4-7. Perfect. Bill, <laughs> I got him. Yeah. How tall are you? 5-9. Can you block? Yeah. Can you potentially catch punts? Yes. Bill, we got him. We're good. Right. Like Biggest question is, new balances, yes or no? No, yeah, not I mean, at that point. Probably not. They're not that yet. But like, like with J.C. Jackson, the report I've seen on him is he wants Jalen Ramsey money. As much as I love J.C. Jackson, and I think he's been an absolutely outstanding corner, is it the system or is it J.C. Jackson? Okay, well, so you're all of a sudden changing fact when in the middle of the year you're ready to call him the defensive player of the year. I think he was having a defensive player of the year kind of season. Your mind. Well, hang on a minute. All but was it? Going- hang on. 
wasn't he having a defensive player of the year yes. kind of season? And you fucking paid for that. I no kid show. Jesus. But hang on. We when, that much, sorry. when the corner, when a player is in a system that clearly makes him better, just because he wins an award doesn't mean that you should overpay for him. It's not overpaying. You're paying for what you get. No, you someone who's shutting down you, the best players. It is really dangerous to start overpaying players than what their true value is. Do you think J.C. Jackson in any other system is a top five corner in the league? Yeah. Oh, uh, then okay, we'll I mean, find out. That's fine. Like we've seen plenty of guys worth the money though. We've seen plenty of guys go other places away from Bill Belichick, and they're nothing. I mean, Jamie Collins is a perfect example. Jamie Collins, when he plays for New England, is a fucking god, kid show. He goes anywhere else, and he can't get on the field. Kyle Van Noy was benched in Miami, and they were a terrible defense. He goes back to New England, and he's a, you know, a top linebacker for them. And he got cut. Oh, he got cut because they're, it's a cap casualty. But, like, Chandler Jones, Bill, Bill is never... Has Chandler Jones been as good as he Amazing. was in New England? He's been great. No, no, no. has he been as good yes. as he was in New England? I he disagree with less that. Than ten sacks. Also, every year. Chandler Jones got let go because of a marijuana issue, so that's not entirely fair. We keep Patrick Chung with a coke issue. That was never proven. <laughs> so, and again, Patrick Chung didn't want top dollar. So, look, I just he just want to go prices. Bill is never going to overpay. He's not going to overpay. He's overpaid one time in history for Stephon Gilmore who won Defensive Player of the Year. So, congrats. He got that one right. But Bill does not overpay for guys. He's not going to overpay for a corner. He doesn't like to franchise tag players either. Like, he's done it, like, once. He franchise tagged Joe Tooney. Oh, and he franchise tagged Stephon, uh, Steven Gostowski. So those are the two guys he's used the tag on. I never wanted him to use it. I love J.C. Jackson. Good luck. Good luck elsewhere. I'm, there's no way I'm overpaying at the corner position. It's a deep position. You can get a lot of guys to fill that in. You can also, you know, fix secondaries with your front seven. Your front seven can be kind of good, and your secondary not so good, and your secondary can make it work. Anybody? Oh, sorry. Yeah, he's got to rebuttal me at some I was point. just going mean, to say, we'll take it. Again, we're back to be a Vikings fan. Cornerbacks come and go. Again, but nonstop with a great front seven. And arguably not great, but really good front seven, really good safeties, pretty good linebackers, and yet we're still trash. That's fair, but and that's, Bill, that's Bill, has had, Bill has had a strong record of finding corners cheap. Like that's I'm just his, jealous. He, that's one of the, that. that's one of the positions jealous. that he's good with. I just want a goddamn cornerback. Well, sign JC. That's Jackson. all I want. We don't need goddamn money to. Well, that's paying forty two million dollars for fucking Kirk Cousins. Kids, kid a show lot of kids shows. In I here. know. To change the the pace of this conversation, but keep it football related. Do you guys know the one team in NFL history that has been to four Super Bowls and never had the lead in, in any of them? It's the Minnesota Vikings, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> well, why? I it's just saw, so I saw that on TikTok That's today, and I, didn't, I never knew that. So I just figured I'd bring it up right now. Come in here to help you out. You're struggling. You're injured. You just I'm not take injured. Out. It's a flu game. Yeah, the flu game. I am Scottie Pippen, goddammit. You're right. You have a sore back while MJ is going for 45. Exactly. All right. Do we do we move on to the less superior sport? All right. So let's let's take a quick break yeah. and then we'll jump into that. All right. Let's do the MLB lockout. Um, I we were gonna do this somewhat last week, but the debt like when we started recording, the deadline hadn't happened, so we haven't really touched on this yet. Josh, you're the biggest baseball fan in the room, and I, I consider myself a pretty strong fan, but you're the leader of that. 
So I want you to kind of give me your grievances with the league and whose side you're taking, essentially. I mean, I'm, I'm assuming you're on the player's side, personally. Um, but just where where are you with this? I am 80% on the player's side. Small part on the owner's side for a couple of things. Number one, Ron Manfred. He's just a douchebag. Sorry, kids, but you might want to you know, stop for a second here. Grew up in a little area where we live, upstate New York. Google it. It's a shithole. He's from a shithole. He was destined to be a shithole, and he's done his best to ruin something in life. He chose baseball, so he chose baseball to ruin it. He's made baseball into a regional market sport. You can make the argument. NBA has done the same thing, but at least the NBA markets their teams across the nation, ESPN, all their players whatsoever. MLB does not do a very good job whatsoever marketing their main players across the board. It's all regional, all whatever. Yeah, can I just say something on that? So this was a topic I was listening to the other day. Mike Trout has 1.9 million Instagram followers. That's it. Like, can I pick? Are you gonna? No, uh, going? Yeah, you can piggyback off that if you want. LeBron James has 110 million Instagram followers. Yeah, that is more than every single MLB player combined. Yeah. Like, Mike Trout is, what are we saying? He's a top 20 all-time baseball player, potentially. Like, he's, he's, he's a Hall of Famer. It's not even a question. Like, he's a top 20 all-time player. He has 1.9 million Instagram followers. And that's bad. That's bad. Yeah. That is bad. So, I, I agree. Like, Manford, this is my issue with him, and it's the same with you. He, he's done a terrible job of marketing the league. They, they're just bad at it. But the problem is, I think the majority of baseball fans are in their late 50s, and they don't care about Instagram. But we don't need those fans anymore. Time to move on. Time to get younger fans, people in there. NFL, for the most part, we need D'Angelo to be our fan. No, he prefers soccer over baseball, and that just breaks my heart. Can I give myself a supporting argument for that, though? I get criticized for that often. I'm not trying to criticize you. No, honestly. I'm not saying that you are. Um, soccer is now a top four sport in the U.S., statistically, based on viewership and amount of people at the games. And this is, like, factual. It's past hockey. So... I'm guaranteeing you, give it three years, it's number three. 100%. Like, especially with the way that Manfred is running the league. 100%. And I, and I would also say that I'm a bigger soccer fan than I am a baseball fan, but that's just because I'm a massive soccer fan. And I'm not even an MLS fan. Yeah, like MLS just opened up their stadium in Charlotte. They broke the MLS record for seating attendance on their very first game. They sold like, more tickets than the Carolina Panthers do. Yeah, 72,000 people went to that game. So, I mean, like the soccer following in the United States is growing. Yeah, go ahead. You're right, and it's Rob Manfred's fault. You should be able to get those fans to do both or get whatever, 50 for 50, whatever. Main fight for the owner, for me, in my opinion, is the competitive balance tax for non-baseball fans. Pretty much a semi hard salary. You go over it, you get a tax. Uh, first time is 20%. Uh, second and third time, 30%, 50%. Only team went over it last year was the Dodgers. A couple other teams were behind them. So let's talk about that because this is a major argument with, with MLB. The players don't want a salary cap. They have fought against that basically in every collective bargaining agreement since that's been a thing. Owners do want a salary cap. And the reason the players don't want one is they think that if there's a salary cap, that will cause owners to spend less money. And it's a fact. They don't. Well, here's the thing, though. When you have a salary cap, that also sets up a salary floor. 
And if you had a salary cap, that would mean that there would be cross-league revenue sharing between all the teams instead of just revenue sharing between the top seven or eight teams to the bottom teams. That's my next part. Go, yeah, go ahead. So I was going to finish off with that is MLB wants to say we have a payroll disparity problem. In reality, if the Pirates, Rays, Marlins, Guardians, all, for example, in their markets, they're keeping 40% local revenue in their market. So, yes, it is a local market, but still, that's a pretty damn good amount. What happened to all that money when the Cleveland Guardians were in the playoffs for all those years? Or the Pirates? All that money for three, four years, then all of a sudden said, you know what? We're not going to pay anybody. Where did all that money go? Because MLB does not make them force the owners to keep their end of the deal and pay for players. I get it. You can't tell somebody how to spend their money, but at the same time, you cannot give them revenue, cannot give them taxes from other teams spending money, and allow them to keep getting away with this bullshit. So I agree with you that when it comes to the revenue sharing, that teams should be forced to use it on salary on the field. I agree with that. But that's why there's the grievances, and that's why players are allowed to file that against the teams when, they're, when they see that going on. My issue with your argument, how come the Guardians aren't spending the same money now as when they were winning and they were in the playoffs? Well, because they're still a small market team. They don't generate the same kind of revenue year in and year out. Like the NBA. The NBA salaries are paid by the TV deal because it's a collective TV deal. MLB, the way the TV deals work for the the individual teams, like the Yankees have the Yes Network. That's their personal TV deal. Boston has a deal with... uh, NESN, or uh, whatever it is in, in Boston. I can't remember. They change it every other year. It's like Comcast or something. The Marlins. Like, I like using the Marlins the most because David Sampson, is, he, he used to be the president of the Marlins. He now has a podcast. He can explain this stuff a little better. And they just went through a sale. When Derek Jeter took over the Marlins as the president, he got a new TV deal. It was a bad TV deal. It didn't make the Marlins... Like, David Sampson had a TV deal ready to go for Derek Jeter. Derek Jeter said, I'm going to get a better one. He went out. He didn't get a better one. He got a worse one, and he ended up losing money for the Marlins. They don't... Because it's not a collective unit on the, that money, that money's not distributed evenly. If that money was distributed evenly, then I, I agree with you with teams need to spend more money. But because we have teams like the Rays the athletics, that their, their money market just isn't the same and they're not getting the same amount of profit, I can't say, well, you guys have to spend money. Well, they just they can't. It's still a business. I, I'm not going to tell owners that they, they must spend into the luxury tax every single year because that's just not plausible. Well, no, but you got to spend something. You got to try to give some kind of product to people. You know, it, again, it goes back to that. You, you got to put a product out there. You've had products out there. Tell me three or four years that it needs to be great. All those fans, merchandise, full stadiums. They were at the most packed stadium for how many years? But they they were also spending money on the field. You're right. I mean, they went out, they paid Andrew Miller. They paid a lot of their guys. Like, they had an expensive roster for a couple years there. So it's not like they didn't try to win. They were trying to win. They're just going through a reset phase right now. Okay, I'll give you that one. The reset phase, okay. Now, the Pirates, I agree with you on the Pirates. Or the, the uh, Kansas City. Yeah. Kansas City run. had, they, but they had a successful, they won a World Series. Yeah. Then they you just know? said, I'm not paying anybody. Right. We're and that's, that's fair. Everybody the Pirates, I, I agree with you. I think they're intentionally just not 
paying guys so they can make money. I think the Rockies are doing the same thing. We I've talked about this about the Arenado Boston, trade. I mean, Baltimore hundred percent is. Yeah, Baltimore's, but I think Baltimore is also doing it as a tank job. I think they're just trying to accumulate assets at this point. Um, I think the Rays want to be a good team, but they just it's a nice area it is where the stadium has been there. I don't know why they just they don't have the they don't have the local following. I don't think baseball and the Marlins and the Rays that's a separate issue. I don't think baseball in South Florida is marketable. The the Marlins I saw um, a post the other day that basically showed that they just lose money every year. Like they just take a negative every single year. I don't and it's been like that for like 20 years and they won a World Series. I think that the Marlins just cannot be successful in South Florida. And I think that they have to be moved personally. I I just th- I don't think it's possible for them to win or not to win but to for them to make money. Um but I mean you you talk about like the Indians making the playoffs. So this is where the owners want to expand the playoffs. And the players don't want to expand because they think that it'll make owners spend less money because it'll be easier for them to get into the playoffs. And I disagree with that premise. I don't agree with 14 teams, though. That's way too much. What is it? It's it's 12 now, right? It's... Isn't it 12? Four divisions, so it's two wild cards on both sides. So that's... Yeah, it's 12. It's 12 teams. I mean, 14 to 12... but still, they that's wanna, still less than fifty percent of the league. I just think fourteen is too much. I'm sorry, two more is just too much. Twelve is fine. Let them do the one playing game, whatever. That's fine. But at that point, I, I get it. Maybe I am the other side. Say if it's fourteen, it'll force owners to trade to play for guys or try harder to get people. Yeah, like I, I hate that. I've heard that from the players. Their whole thing as well. If there's more playoff teams, owners will spend less. No. O- Owners, if they have a chance to make the playoffs, they're, they're not going to ride the streak of, well, if you just get hot at the right time, you can win the World Series. That is, like, that is such a flawed plan. It's not how it works. It's not about getting hot at the right time. It's about having the best team. You know, like, did the Braves get hot? Yeah, but they also had a really good team all year long. Like, they were one of the best teams in baseball for the most part of the season. Like, they've been successful for several years now. I just I, I think that players need to be more open to expanding the playoffs. And I understand that like their argument is well, also teams under five hundred will make the playoffs. Well, over the last ten years, if you had expanded over that time frame to fourteen, only six teams would have made the playoffs with below five hundred records. So over a ten year span you have less than one a year is making the playoffs with a with a losing record. So I still think winning teams are gonna get into the playoffs. And you might get teams to try harder. One thing that I agree has to go up 100% is the league minimum salary for players. No, right now it's at about $570,000 a year or whatever for... Yeah, for pre-arbitration. Yeah, yeah pre-arbitration. That's, that's far, it's far too low. That's way too low. Um, definitely, gotta go, go. they're asking for a 740 range, 750, you know, depending on who you are kind of guy. Like in that situation, so the players are asking for 740. The owners are stuck at the 500 number. Can we just meet in the middle? Can we go six seventy five? Same with the collective bargaining agreement. Why is five hundred not enough? So the five hundred isn't enough because the rookie sat the rookie contracts last so long. What's it called? So so it's not enough based on for arbitration. Sorry to interrupt you. No, go for it. It's six years pretty much. So you get three years of the rookie deal, whatever you signed beforehand. Then you get three years of arbitration, and if you're good enough, you get a contract after that. Right. So like. 
a lot of players aren't hitting free agency to make top dollar until they're like, Aaron Judge is going to hit free agency for the first time. He's going to be 30. Like, he's still making low-end money. So they want to shorten the rookie-scale contracts and then get a pay raise because it's ridiculous. Why are, why are top-end guys hitting free agency at 30? It's, it's, it's no, ridiculous. I, so I agree with that, but I, I, I don't agree with the... Upping it to seven hundred and fifty, like I think, I think keeping. Yeah, but they're making that much money off you in a de- in a year, so you're making all that money off of me. Why am I not getting anything back for it? Right, like and okay, yeah, first first round pick salary in the NBA ranges from like twelve million down to uh, I think it's like two and a half million is the bottom number for first round picks. So there's sixty picks in the in the NBA draft. If you're picked in the second round, you usually have a two year non guaranteed deal. Or it's like partially guaranteed or something like that. Baseball, because the draft is so long, and then you go to the minors, it's hard for them to gauge exactly which players are really going to be great. So all of them get thrown on that scale. Do you think the sport... So I I want to get back to what you were just saying. Do you think the sport of baseball has complicated itself too much? I think that's partially the problem. Yeah, I I think that's partially the problem. From an outsider's view... And, and I, I want to get back to you talking about viewership at some point because I do think that's very, very important, especially for being a major league sport in America. But from an outsider view, it's like you have the MLB, you have all of the minors, AAA, AA. Is there, there's not any more, is there? Yeah, there's single, there's single A, a farm system. Ball, yeah. Spring, spring ball. ball yeah, like, so fall ball. And I understand yeah. like pitchers' arms can go at any point. They need breaks. You have, you have all these players, but there's so much to the sport of baseball with all of the, the leagues and the, everything else that goes into it, I think they're just overcomplicating it for themselves. Like, I'm fine with the double and the triple A, but when you get into, like, the farming systems and, and the single A, like, to me, it's soccer does it. And I I think it it kind of works for soccer because they're academies, and each academy only has 15 players. But, like, you can... <coughs> academies for soccer are... 17 U's and 19 U's. So it's not like you can just bump people from 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 team to team whenever you please as an organization. So I think the MLB in itself is just way too complicated. I agree with you. I think it's also because the ta- the talent pool is really vast. No, I, I like, get that. As, as much as baseball is a dying sport in America, the talent pool on it is still ridiculous. Like... The problem is the only people that are watching it are the people that are in the talent pool, uh, and you know, and then other, other, other. Obviously, others are watching. And outside it, the country, it's huge. Right. Everywhere else in the right. world, it's huge. Um, no, I know, and I get that, but it's. But but you you are right. Like it is it is overly complicated, and that's why we're here because the players and the owners have made it made it too hard to even understand, and they can't agree on anything. Because do double double A guys aren't getting paid that five hundred? They get nothing. They get yeah. That's yeah, that's what I thought. There were reports been shown that there there reports that they don't even get paid ten thousand dollars a year. Yeah, maybe. It's, it's like yeah. ten to fifteen thousand. A bologna sandwich for dinner. Yeah, yeah, that's what I thought I heard. Yeah, so. and, and they're talking about increasing that. They want to actually get rid of the minor leagues at one point. I I think they should. I I understand having the farm systems. I think for Major League Baseball to be in charge of it, it's. It's gotten to the point where it's too great of a task, and it's it's causing Major League Baseball but to have problems. You're making 19 
billion dollars a year or something like that up there. You're you're in the billions and billions and billions. Before NFL, COVID happened, NFL makes like fifty billion. I know, but you know, okay, maybe a little over nineteen. I don't remember forty million, maybe. I'm shooting high, somewhere in that range. Before COVID, that was the reporter for Forbes. So you're making plenty of money. I agree a little bit. Too many AAA, too many minor league teams. If they want each team teams, has their own, right? Let them have the yeah. They have you know. And there's how many yeah. baseball teams? Thirty. Yep, thirty baseball teams. So that's thirty in the MLB. I mean, triple, you're double, you're talking single. like, like the Diamond Dogs that play in Little Falls. They're a minor league team for the Mets. Yeah, I know. I know. Like th- they play in Little Falls on a fucking high school baseball field. Yeah, basically, like, look at every other sport in America. Like the NBA has G League. That's one well, other no, team. No, the NBA has G League, but they also have AAU. They have other leagues. But you also have small rosters. Yeah, no, the, the roster size is a lot smaller. Forty people. Hockey. It's the NHL and the AHL. There's other hockey yeah, leagues, there's, too. There's lower. Yeah, Th- there is that lower. Are expansions? Of yes. Oh, yeah, I didn't know that. Yep. Yeah. There is oh. lower. Like, the NFL is really the one that doesn't have one. But that's, again, because the talent well, pool... College. They have college. But the talent pool for the NFL is not vast. It's not. Like, there's only so many guys in the world that can play NFL football. Because it's also not a world game. You know, we we don't get the numbers from other countries that can play. Yeah, just go to Puerto Rico, Dominican. Dominican, yeah. Just the Cubans. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a vast game. And that's why the soccer pool is so great. That's why the NBA pool is becoming so great because it's a world game. But I mean, back to the, um, you know, back to the money aspect. Like, they need to get rookies on. If they got rookies on shorter deals, I think the owners would actually win that. But they, what do they call it when they're in the ma- when the majors for an extra two months and then or the minors for an extra two months and then it's. Their version of pretty much uh, making their arbitration longer. Right. So if you don't call it before some certain date in April or May, then it loses your arbitration. So your uh, playing time, whatever, service time. Right, service time. Yeah, right. And I think if they just got rid of that altogether and made the rookie contract shorter, they could actually decrease the the number on the rookie scale. But it, it would give them less control. Yeah, but they want to pay the rookie scale. They don't want to pay anybody. Right, right. They that. don't want to pay... That, but I think if the the player said, "Hey, let's do a three hundred twenty five thousand dollar rookie scale, and you drop the years by two or three, I think the owners might go for that. So, piggybacking off of that, they have the idea of pre arbitration pool. I'm sixty forty on it. I get the idea of why the players want it because of you're making seven hundred thousand dollars a year, and there's certain guys who are worth more than that. I think that was the top 30 based off the awards. Yeah, it's, it's the top 30 guys. But, you know, that's a lot of money to ask for. $80 million or whatever for arbitration pool and split that up. Nobody can do that. Well, it's, it's I believe it's at 200 and the owners are at like 229 or they're at 220. They've gone up to 228 and the players are asking for 239, I think. And the players are down from their original number, I believe. Or maybe I'm misreading that. I th- I'm, it looks like you have the number in front of you. Well, so that's what you're talking about there is the, the, the CBT. Rule. Is that the CBT? Okay. Yeah. There's a lot of 200 numbers, and I think I just got them mixed up is the problem. So maybe the players were asking for 280 on the pre-arbitration, and I think the, the owners were at like 215 maybe. So owners are saying we'll give you $30 million for pre-arbit- pre-arbitration pool, and then okay. the players want like 85. Okay. So, so maybe I just I mixed the numbers they're up They're at like two, 230 for the first year, 220. That would be the 238. So really, they'll eventually be in the middle for most of those years. Player, I mean, the owners will also want more control over different rules. 
Fritz Glock. Time for that, 100%. Um, but back to the uh, pre-arbitration pool. It's the same idea of NFL players trying to fight to get rid of the one-year the one year rules. Whatever just, what's it called, sorry. The, oh, you're, you're talking about the franchise tag. The franchise tag. Yeah. That was a big sticking point in the yep. last collective bargaining agreement. And they finally said, okay, here, we'll give you more money up front or more revenue money. And you just stop that. Okay, fine. So there's somewhere somewhere around that area has to be stopped. I don't 100 percent agree with the pre-arbitration because you know it's not fair to 30 guys. Just get paid, and then the rest really don't. But at the same time, there's got to be somewhere in the middle of me where you can force the owners to pay up for what you're putting out there. Yeah, I, I totally agree on that. Back on Manfred, where he doesn't want to take responsibility for anything. So anything to do with the rookie scale, I'm gonna agree with you with. Agree on you with the player side because my whole issue with the player's argument is I hate that Justin Verlander is the is the rep for the players union. I hate that. Or Scherzer. Or I'm sure yeah, Scherzer. I don't, I get those two mixed up sometimes. Yeah, Scherzer. I don't like the Scherzer is the rep for the players union. He's thirty eight years old. He's gotten paid. He's gotten paid and he's getting paid. He's on he's gonna be short term deals for the rest of his career. That guy does not have the lower 80% of the league in his best interest. Nope. Like, and it's not his fault, but no. he's just not going to have them he's in his best for interest. the upper 20 30% guys. Right. And if I'm the players' union, I need to see that. I, I, I've never understood why they elect the top guys to go to battle for them. Like, the NFL does it too, and the NFL gets fucking killed on their CBA every single time. Good the show. last time they had one, it was Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, and Drew Brees. Those guys do not have the best interest of the bottom 95% of the players in their, in their mind. You know who the Players Association reps are for the NBA? And the NBA Players Association does the best job of all of them. C.J. McCollum, Jalen Brown. That was Chris Paul. No, Chris Paul is no longer the president okay. anymore. But C.J. McCollum, good player. You know, he's a, he's a borderline all-star. But he's not a superstar. You know, he doesn't make the top dollar. He needs long-term contracts and more guaranteed dollars. Same thing with Jalen Brown. I think the players are trying to make it like a fake fight. They are fighting for little people, but really it does come down to it. How can the top 30, 20% get paid quicker? Right. Like if you, if you were truly fighting for the middle class and the lower class of baseball, you would absolutely want a playoff expansion. You would want it. It would bring more revenue to the league. As long as you get the revenue share proper and bonuses and, for it. And, and you would though. If the owners had more money to spend, they would spend it. Would they? I believe they would. I don't think they'd be forced. I, I, I think, think that they would. I think that the players' union and fans have done an excellent job of killing the owners in the court of public opinion over the years. And the owners have hurt themselves because there's been plenty of times where owners haven't paid. But owners will spend money if they have money to spend. They will do it. Like, I think the problem is the top 1% of players just, they cost so much money. Owners don't want to write out checks for lower-end guys. At this point, though, the hard part is we've gone down the road where we're never going to probably get people like Andrew to be watching this 100%. Do you want to know what it takes to get me? And and honestly, I, I, I'm i not a very good representation of the people that don't watch baseball because I told Garrett the other day, and he probably thought I was joking. Do you want to know what it takes for me to watch baseball? Um, Four-game season. Every team makes the playoffs, and it's just best – Best of one game every single all the way through. I think there's a too much, and I might be over exaggerating, but I do think there's too much baseball. 
162 games of baseball is a lot. And and I I you don't want to hear that because you love the sport of baseball, but this is coming from me, and that's why I'm not a very good person. How long is typical soccer season? How many matches? It's like thirty to forty. That's and I don't lot. know the exact number. Well, it's thirty to forty, and then you have your Champions League, and then you have your World Cup qualifiers. How long is that process? Your Six FA Cups months? and your Car- Carabo up? Cups. How long is that process? Process. Six so there's months? soccer going on, probably eight eight out of the twelve months. Yeah. So. Same so, Spain is baseball. Do you watch every baseball game? I mean, I probably watch more than I should. Because my wife lets me to. I don't I love watch. Her, but, you know, like, I choose my wife over baseball way too much. She knows it. She loves she, she accepted us when we got married. She knows baseball is my love. So, yeah, watch more than I should. 100%. The, the Premier League, I will watch random games here and there, and I'll try to watch every single Manchester United game that I possibly can. Yeah, also, they have weird start times at 10 a.m. Like, in the morning. If I'm, if I'm incredibly bored. After I wake up and eat breakfast and I see, oh, there's a soccer game on. Sure, I'll, I'll watch it. But I won't watch, like, other leagues. That's that's also not an American league, though. No, like, exactly. Like, that's that's different because I could tell you right now, if you lived in England, okay? Like, oh, yeah. You know, if you If lived I lived in, in, in Manchester, I'd be at every single Manchester You'd, you'd be at all the FA Cup games. You'd be you at the Carabao Cup games. Team, be the same thing. What's up? I think if you live closer to a baseball team, you'd be the same If thing. I lived in Boston, I would not be at it. I'd be at... Three Red Sox games a year. Yeah, and that and if I lived in like I'm a Dodgers fan, in quotes. Like I, I, I don't care enough about baseball to claim fandom of a single team. If you ask me, I'll say Dodgers. If I lived in L.A., I'd go to four Dodgers games a year. That's all I could afford too. Well, yeah, which is also baseball fault. You're going there. You're <laughs> minimum spending three five hundred dollars in. Like I'll tell know. you, I'll tell you right now, we're moving to Nashville. I'll buy, I'll buy season tickets to the Nashville soccer team right now. Well, that's also because the ticket prices are exactly. like four hundred and fifty dollars for the season. Like, so if if I could afford it though, and I lived in a baseball city, I would have season tickets. I would one hundred percent. Being being realistic here, um, I, I do legitimately think that one hundred and sixty two games of baseball is enough. Obviously, my my one game everybody makes playoffs kind of I, thing. He is said a joke. this to me the other day, and I wanted to rip his eyes. Like, out. It's a joke, but one hundred and sixty two games is a lot. I think eighty two games of basketball is a lot. 82 games a lot for basketball. Um, but and all NBA fans would agree with you. You want you want. I'll I tell you, we want different fans. We want get yes, the exactly. Fans in. So, um, but, I, but I'll tell you what I hear wait, about baseball. Wait, wait, let me before we jump off that subject. Let me pose this question to you: Do you think Major League Baseball would make more money annually if they had fewer games and more people watched the games, or if they had 162 games and fewer people watched the games? Which one do you think would make them more money? Sorry, repeat that. So if, let's say, let's for the sake of it, baseball has a 100-game season. Yeah. Okay, 100 games, more people are able to attend and watch the games, but it's less games. And maybe maybe that doesn't equal out right, but do you think they would make more money doing it that way or the way that they're doing it now? Because I can tell you right now, I hate tuning in to a 4 o'clock start time and there's 40 people in the fucking stands of an away game for the Red Sox. Because, like, I root for a big team. You root for the Yankees. I mean, I, I turn on a game and they're at Fenway Park. Every seat's filled. Because it's Fenway Park. Playoffs last year. I'm watching the Dodgers uh, postseason game. Started at 4 o'clock or 6 o'clock New York time. That's 3 o'clock LA. People are still at work. It's like there's, there's no fans here. There, there's nobody here watching these games. It's basically an empty ballpark. This is COVID all over again. Well, that, that's a different aspect. Like, but, like, back to my question, though. Do you think they would yes, make more, more money? More, yes. You think they would make more money if they played a yep. shorter season? I think okay. they break even. I think they become even. I agree. Yeah, I, 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 I would. 
compromise, say maybe 70 games more often. Say maybe a I couple. think if you went any lower than 100, you'd be losing. Money. I think 100 is a good number. Or seven inning games. Because no, no, no we're not doing the seven inning shit. No baseball, way. baseball realistically is an easier sport than every other one in the U.S. No, no it's not. No, no it's, like it's on your not. body. On your body. No, I, I disagree. 100%. I mean, yeah. when you're playing every 100%. day. Yeah, every day. Twists, turns, everything you got to do. It's the only I get. It's the only sport you can play every single day, but they play every single day. Like we're never, nobody's ever going to break Cal Ripken Jr.'s record of consecutive games played. It's just not going to happen because people can't do it. It's just impossible. Yeah, I don't know. There but should be tweaks. I get one hundred percent to get quicker games. Yes, it's, if you say Pitch seven box. innings, if you say seven innings, right, one so more time. I get it. Seven is stupid. I, I agree, hundred percent. But just I don't know. Just I guess part of me would have to admit maybe you're right. Lesser games, but too much superior to hundred percent. Say I could ever agree to that. I just hate how slow baseball games are, and and that's why. Like okay, let's let's talk about the shift, and we'll we'll wrap this up in a minute. So here. let me let me explain why I don't watch baseball because I don't know if I've ever explained that on the podcast. Um. I don't like baseball because I think the players that, and I, I think they're just the softest motherfuckers out there. I think the whole unwritten rules bullshit is dumb. And I we've, think we've gone over. I think that. this no, sh- I think this no shift bullshit now is dumb. Like, I'm sorry, but if you throw me, if if you have your relief, if you have an outfielder throwing pitches and it's three zero, I am swinging for the fucking fences. Oh, yeah, that's that's some old school like, bullshit. Like a lot of kids shows. Up. I'm flipping the bat like. I hate and that's it. Manfred's fault. And then him. you have all of these Yankees fans that I've seen on Twitter talking about this no shift thing with Joey Gallo. And it's like if you go through the list of the top ten players in the MLB that get shifted on, one of them is a Yankee. I hate the shift. So I'm gonna defend the getting rid of the shift thing. Here's how I'm gonna modify that. There's no way in hell I should have a second baseman or a shortstop playing seventy five feet into the fucking outfield. Like, do you know how many how many times in the playoffs last year I watched somebody get a hit? Like, this happened to Kike Hernandez last year in the playoffs. He gets a hit against the Astros in a, cru- in a crucial spot, clearly hits a ball into the gap for a single, and the second baseman is standing 175 feet into the outfield, and he's right there to catch it. It's a line drive. The right fielder's not catching it, but because he's shifted perfectly, he's getting there. Is that equipment of what the hand checking? I went hand checking. Went I know. I, I think offense that's went up. whatever it, rules that whatever. Yes, they got rid of hand checking and offense went up, but that, there was a lot to do with that. But like, they did a poll last year, and Theo Epstein was in charge of this, and this is why I wish they would bring Theo Epstein more into the baseball circle. They did a poll last year of fans at baseball games. Do you know what the number one thing fans want to see at a baseball game is? Take a guess. Hits. No, no. So, and any offensive thing. Of all the offensive things you can do, like triples, home run, into, sec- into separate categories, triples, home runs, singles, walks, take a guess what the number one thing is that p- fans want to see. For me, it'd be home runs, so I'm just going to say that. The number one thing, it got, se- it got 75% of the vote was stolen bases. Yeah. Fans want to see stolen it's bases. Exciting. They want to see triples at number two. That was like 18%, and they want to see doubles. at the Home runs was not even in the top three. That's a home thing. That's for at-home people, home runs. In yeah, the stadium, uh, first, right. you want to see that right. a real art of baseball is hitting the ball, yes. running, going bases, whatever. So the shift, I, I'm okay with the shift if we're keeping infielders in the infield. I'm okay with that. If you want to put 
all your infielders on one side and they're in the dirt, no issues. Fine. Because I can still hit a ball over their head and get on base. Or I can bunt to that side and fine. But for the people who are saying, well, they're just a bunch of pussies and they don't want to bunt down the other side or learn to hit the other way, fuck you. Like, how about you get good at baseball and get good at doing one thing incredibly well so that you make millions of dollars? Learn how to kick with another another no, foot. No, I think it's way easier to say in. than do to tell somebody to, you know, take this 100-mile-per-hour fastball inside and put it down the left field line. Right. Like, and, and I agree with you in that aspect. So... I just I don't know like, like it, if that's it, the solution I'm fine with it. So the shifting if you're if you just take the shift and you say you can't get in the outfield anymore, baseball's still going to be exciting. It'll make baseball more exciting because there'll be more hits. I, people don't care that much about home runs. I know chicks dig the long ball, but nobody's smacking 75 home runs anymore. The pitching's too good. It's not gonna, we're not going to have a Barry Bonds and a, or a Mark McGuire home run chase. It's not happening. Never. We're never. not taking steroids anymore, so it's yeah. definitely not happening. With the ball is being Manipulated right. too. Even with the balls being juiced, Aaron Judge only hit what did he hit? Fifty six? No, not even. Yeah, that, that first year he hit like fifty two, I think, or fifty six. Maybe it was like maybe it was less than that. But like even with a juiced ball and Aaron Judge just out of his mind, you're still not touching those numbers. But that was a really exciting season. But people really want to see hits. They want to see runs scored. So getting rid of the shift and the aspect of you can't get in the outfield would make more sense to me. The pitch clock. I don't love the pitch clock rule. They're doing that in the, in the, in the minors. It's working for them. Is. It's making it quicker. Pretty much seeing with the two minutes you got through the ball. It's, it's oh, bullshit. Okay. It's yeah, no like point that. you just sitting there staring. Yeah. The coach makes, decides what pitch to throw. Goes to there. You, you, th- you throw the ball. That's it. No, I like that. At the same time, don't get the fuck out of the base, out of the uh, you don't, batter's box. You, oh, you rumor, don't. rumor, by the way, Mitch Trubisky could be going to the Giants. That's interesting. Eh. I mean, you don't. You didn't like watching like Manny Ramirez when he was in his prime. No more. Here, fucking no more. Yeah, no more was just the king of it. Here, let me let minutes. me step out. Hang on, I gotta check my shin guard, my gloves. I think they came loose when I didn't swing the bat this last time. Yeah, dude, I hate that. Like, like and 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 ninety five percent of baseball fans do hate that, and I agree. Yankees Red Sox games are fucking dreadful to watch. Four hours. I I've thought about it. I can get in my car. Drive to Albany twice before a Yankees Red Sox game is over. And I love the radio version too. And I and the radio version is better. John <laughs> Sterling is phenomenal. Love Susan, John Sterling. I hate Susan. And I like Susan. Don't hate on hate Susan. Susan. I'm not even a Yankees fan, and I love I hate Susan. Her. I can't stand her. But yeah. anyways, I, I just I don't like that I could be I could be laying in bed watching a baseball game, go out and like just chill on my couch for an hour and come back and we're in we're in the sixth inning when we were just in the third. I don't know how many playoff games like I've started. First inning, okay, I get through the first. The second starts. I have to leave. I go home. By the time I get home, we're in the top of the second still, and it was a 25-minute drive. Like, I never, under, I, I just can't stand that, but at the same time, I love the sport. But the problem that bothers me is the only thing that the players and the owners can fucking agree on is on-the-field shit. They can't, because they're, they're too dug in at this point. Lines have been drawn, and they don't want to agree. They don't want to give an inch. The problem is the players, they know if they give an inch, they're going to get a mile taken from them. And that's their own fault. They have, they have done that to themselves by giving inches in the past when they shouldn't have. They, uh, you just like choked on yourself I know, over I did. there. I got nothing. You, you sh- they need to be willing to give inches on postseasons. If they give no inches anymore or don't do anything, there's no season. 
Owners have made it clear we're not doing shit for anything. Do you eventually just have to say okay? You like, can't. You can't. So yeah. here, here's the problem, and this is where I defend the players. The players can't afford to lose a season because the pl- the money that the players will lose can't be made up. The owners can make up money. You want to know how the owners can make up money? They slash payroll. That's, that's what they can do. They can they'll make double headers, seventy games. No, they're, they're not going to do that. They're just not going to do it. Yeah, I think they will. At a certain point, they will. They, they won't. A certain amount of games lost, they will. But now the good thing is, is even if they're saying that games have been canceled, the players can still negotiate one hundred sixty-two games. They're not losing out that money. No, no they're, they're, they'll get their one hundred sixty-two. Yeah. They, they will get it. But the owners can still make their money back. The players can't. I. I think the players have botched this, and I, I said it two years ago, or yeah, two years ago when we did this during the pandemic. They should have gone arbitration, hundred percent. They should have gone. They should have. You know, hey, and this is the fact. This is what owners are doing. Arbitration. Like, oh wow, you guys are fucking over the players so hard. This is what you got to do legally. So boom. They they have botched this. They botched it the last time. It's the union is not together, and the owners know that because they only got to get twenty three guys to agree, and the players have to get six hundred and one. That's the problem. And the players just don't get on the same enough page to be able to do that. And I think that they could. The NBA Players Association does a great job. And, I mean, they don't have as many players, but they have quite a bit. You know, there's 300 and something players in the NBA total, if you count the G League. Like, it's a lot of guys. You've got to get them all on the same page. I, I just, I, I think that the Players Union has done a bad job. I think the owners have done a great job. They know exactly what they're doing. It's a bad spot for the sport. It's a terrible spot. I don't know. Eventually, like you said, I'll be, I mean, the soccer is going to take us over. It is what it is. Maybe get a real commissioner in there, but as long as Madford's there, we're going to keep losing, losing, and losing. So realistically, it's, it's, it's very hard for soccer to not take over a lot of sports because it's every single league is intertwined in some way, shape, or form with another. Like, correct me if I'm wrong, but the MLB has nothing to do with, like, the Japanese baseball league, right? No. Not at all. Like, an an owner of an MLS team could call somebody, call, for God's sakes, could call the owner of FC Barcelona and say, "Hey, I have this guy. Do you want to come check him out?" Or you have a guy that I want. So uh, you have an older guy that you're not playing for. You're not really playing anymore. Let him come to the MLS and play for my team. Like, all of those leagues are intertwined. <coughs> I'm sorry. Flu game. He's almost there. We're in the fourth quarter. I'm gonna bring all him of home. bring him home. All of those teams are intertwined somehow, so it's it's very hard for soccer to not overtake almost every single sport. It'll never overtake football or basketball, but it it's it's not comparable. I think we caught. I think we've we've gone through it. Yeah. I, I mean, do you have anything else that you no? Really, just really it just fucking add? sucks. Yeah, and it does. It's for a real baseball fan, it hurts us. It sucks. We just want to watch the sport. We get certain things to have to change eventually, but at the end of the day, it just sucks. I agree. I agree. All right. That's going to do it for this episode. Uh, remember to check us out on Twitter. Andrew, can you get through this, or are you no good? Still you got this? You going to fight through it? Check us out on Twitter at Highly Disputed. That's Highly Disputed without the Garrett's personal Twitter is in the bio. Mine probably is, too. I don't have access to it anymore. I don't know what happened. Still not. Don't have a Twitter. Wow, I love how this week he's like, I, I just don't have access I've, to it. I've just... I couldn't even focus on a Twitter over the past week since last week's episode, so don't blame me for this one. Um, Six months ago. Send us emails. At, fuck you. Send us emails at highlydisputed247 at gmail.com. That's highlydisputed with any of that time, questions, comments, concerns, anything you want to tell us. Fan of the podcast, not a fan of the podcast. I don't really know. That'll do it for me, Garrett, and Josh this week. Thank Catch you, us everybody. next week where I have a better voice. Josh, we'll see you later. Thank you.